it's it's Craig. It's always Craig. Hello, good evening, and remain indoors. It's another episode of the Denver Broncos podcast, the Our Denver Broncos podcast. Excuse me. I'm Aaron, joined as always by Uppercut of Justice. <laughs> today, today we're joined by uh, Pine Dog One. Hello. That's with an underscore. Pine underscore dog numeral one. Yeah, it hit both both aspects of usernames that I refuse to respect. Pine's been around the subreddit for a long time, so you probably recognize his name. Uh, he also has a couple of published articles over at Mile High Report that I'm sure Uppercut is just itching to point out that uh, I admitted that I didn't read. <laughs> so I'll, I'll jump in front of you there, Uppercut. Uh, Pine, how you doing? Unfortunate. I am doing okay. Illinois is locked down, and I have played so much Overwatch in the last couple of, couple of weeks, I might go insane. Oh my god, you are a Twitch baby, aren't you? Yep. Uh, do you stream it, or do you just play it? I just play it. Okay. I, I suck at it, so it'd be a little hard to stream. Who do you who do you play? Um, Moira. Primarily, I'm a I, I'm a heal healer main. Aw. <laughs> I hate that game. What <laughs> platform? Uh, PC. Aaron. Yeah, Aaron. I'm a, I'm a PS4 normie. Aaron. I just every week I, I no, like to add I'm not something gonna, new. It's, it's every not, week. I'm, Every week, I like to add something new that Uppercut can give me shit for. I'm, 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 this week, it's consoles. I'm done, <laughs> I'm done casual shaming you, okay? I'm now casual fixing you. We're going to get it. We, we don't have to start with buying a PC. We're going to start with, like, I'm going to give you a song or something, or a movie, or something like that. That's the well, new you, segment you... on here, is we'll, we'll reconvene every week and briefly go over the thing I'm trying to better you with. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Make sure that I'm less of a conformist by conforming to what you like. I mean, you, you like. listened to the Ezra Furman album. I did. It was good. I mean, my voice went not... up, which is usually an indication of like, yeah. But no, I actually did enjoy it. Uh, well, I feel like that's not enthusiastic enough about Ezra Furman, but uh, we can move on. Okay. All right. All right. We're. Uh, a little under a week away from the beginning of the legal tampering period. We've seen a flurry of moves over the last week across the NFL, but we focus on the Denver Broncos. So we're going to talk about the acquisitions that the Broncos made in the last week uh, and change because we'll also make brief mention of AJ Boye, who was traded before the league year began. So real quick, just those high level acquisitions that the Broncos oh, let, made. You want me just to list everything? I got them right here. Ooh. Are, are, is that an effective way of conveying information? Is just an info dump like that? Yeah. All right, do it. All right, here we go. Mike Purcell, second round tendered. Elijah Wilkinson, second round tendered. Joseph Jones, straight up re-signed. Brandon Allen, untendered, n not tendered. Devontae Bosby, re-signed, not tendered. Joel Heath, I don't know who that is. He's not on the team. Jake Rogers, tendered. Deontay Spencer, tendered. Trey Marshall, tendered. Tim Patrick, tendered. Graham Glasgow, signed. Dref Jeff, Jeff? Yeah, Jeff Driscoll, signed. Who the fuck is this? Jacob, Jacob Bobbenmoyer? Everybody I, knows Jacob Bobbenmoyer. Iconic. Wait, is this, is this the one who's usurping Kreider? Yeah, no, that's our yeah. long snapper. Fuck Jacob. Okay. Oh, come on. Melvin Gordon, signed. Nick Vanett, signed. AJ Boye traded for. 
J- Andy Janovich is gone, everyone. Uh, Jarrell Casey, traded for. Justin Simmons, franchise tagged. Von Miller, option picked up. Todd Davis, option picked up. Option picked up. <laughs> Brandon McManus, also option picked up. Joe Flacco, failed physical, waived for it. Now, where did you find all that information? I knew it. You just knew all that off the top of your head? Damn. Mm-hmm. That's why I listed some people who aren't on the team, but not everyone who's not on the team. <laughs> You're like, like an encyclopedia. Well, like, I, I listed like 14 things. But yeah, I, I think encyclopedia is probably pretty accurate. What do you got to contribute? What is your, what is your part of this? Uh, I guess kind of... <laughs> Denver's moves in free agency. I think like the big one is that they didn't go after any receiver. Like we only just picked up the uh, ten, picked up the tender for uh, Deontay Spencer and Tim Patrick. And they're not really receivers yeah. as much as they are depth in injuries and special teamers, right? Yeah, that's um, mostly what they are. More so than people. Well, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm going to keep that particular line in. But okay, <laughs> let's continue. Tim, yeah. Tim Patrick is a guy, though. I mean. He was like, as, as Vance Joseph too. would say, he's a he's a real guy. Real. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. yeah, like Denver's like really, I guess we're banking on on this draft for a receiver because like we filled a decent amount of other holes, but I don't think any of them we like we really made like a strength of our team. We just more so like got another guy in there, like with Glasgow and with uh, uh Casey. Like no one's gonna say like, oh, our O line and D line is like great. This is how we want it. So like Denver got really like flexible, other than receiver. Yeah, what would you, what would you rate rate or grade this as of right now, which is Sunday the twenty second? What would you rate the the free agency for? Uh, I'd give it like a seven out of ten. Um, I mean Glasgow and Casey the, and Boy, those were all pickups I like really enjoyed, but at the same time, like uh, Gordon Driscoll and Bannett were all like really weird pickups. Weird uh, is a good way to say it. Weird is the polite way to say it. Yeah, uh, and then I'm a bit concerned we didn't pick up another another defensive end and, a, and another cornerback. We're really relying on DeMar- on uh, Demarcus Walker, Draymond Jones, and then Devontae Bobsey to really pick up the slack there. So yeah, there's a lot of a uh, a lot of high hopes for Bobsey. Yeah, I'm I'm not quite as high on him as everybody else really seems to be on our uh, our session for Broncos. I think like he he performed admirably last year, but I'm he's he's a good depth option. I I don't want him to be like our third cornerback though but you know how many meaningful quarters he played he played like i want to say like eight but i don't actually eight. know no eight he he came in <clears throat> he came in the second quarter of the uh green bay game he, uh... i'm wrong i'm i'm wrong he played i think he might have played the entire different i don't remember he mm. never mind I, I think he came in the second quarter of the the uh, game before Green Bay, which yeah. I cannot remember who that was. Was that the Bears? I think that might have been uh, the Jaguars. I want to. No, oh no, no, no! He he came in the second quarter of the Green. He played the entirety of the Jags game, and then he uh, played a few minutes of the Chargers game before he got hurt. Okay. Yeah. I was right. Yeah, but like Prince Amukamara, like he's just he's just sitting there, and we in a uh, decent value, and we and we haven't signed that. That's what I'm concerned. Well, what about. is his value? Like, is he? Um, if like, has he has he said any kind of number or anything out loud? 
No, we we don't have any number for that. But based on how like other cornerbacks uh, got released and resigned, like uh, Pierce Desir, I think that they got just got signed by the Jets for about like five six million. So like I'd, I'd assume about that range is what we what uh, Mukamara would be looking at. Which I mean, I guess we still have the cap for that with Callahan's restructure. But based on Quiz's tweet, it doesn't really look like we're uh, looking for another big move. Which uh, is unfortunate. Yeah, all- I'm, it's 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 indicative of a belief that I do not share with the coaching staff in front office. Yeah, but I mean, Cliss did just get rip, uh, ripped by a national reporter yesterday, so I'm so I'm not taking his word as gospel. Well, Cliss being a mouthpiece, it, it's all about sussing out what the core message is, even if it is misdirection. Yeah, and that's probably like we're we're probably about done in free agency which i mean it wasn't a bad one like compared compared to like uh, the last ones it's, it's pretty good glasgow and uh casey like those two pieces alone make this a pretty good free agency but, what do you feel about um glasgow compared to mcgovern like is, is mean, this this isn't is this more than a lateral move i think it's a, like a, i think glasgow is a little bit better than mcgovern but i don't know if he's three million better than mcgovern especially with mcgovern having a lot of experience in the system and we we just knowing how he'll perform in here that but like if this was like a if mcgovern was also a free uh, free agent but hadn't played with us and then i would definitely take glasgow over mcgovern so i do think it's, it's a little bit of a, like we're improving the line i'm just not sure if if the money really speaks there but it, it is a good signing it's just i don't know with the mcgovern do you believe uh, do you believe in Morrissey, like the Ooh. team claims Morrissey? Oh yeah, the uh, if a, um, I think some of it's uh, a little uh, bullshit, but I think like you d- you do not want to just replace everybody out out of the blue. You do have to have a little bit of like continuation across like, it, like Ty Sambrilo. Yeah, and like <laughs> like when they said we got him, ladies and gentlemen, we got him. But yeah, I guess it's not as concerning because really we're only getting two new starters on the on the line so it's not like a uh, like a huge upheaval so i'm i'm pretty happy with the glasgow move as and especially seeing jets fans get super salty that we took them away from them was just it was very nice what were the others um we've got we can we can sandwich good things around <laughs> maybe a, a less positive thing Some instead of instead of ending it <laughs> instead of concluding it with just bitterness uh <laughs> you want to you want to talk about a running back situation? Oh yeah, Melvin Gordon. Uh, um, I like I, the I like the uh. yeah, <laughs> like the that's how you say his name. Melvin, yeah. Melvin Gordon. Uh. Gordon. Uh. I uh, I'm a little bit more hopeful on Gordon than than a few other uh, Broncos Raiders have been about it. I I think as much as Lindsay's a really good talent, I don't think he's gonna be he's going to be performing at his best if he is the one taking up most of the snaps and the Freeman was obviously a huge disappointment last year. So I like the idea of signing Melvin Gordon, but I really do not like that contract we gave him. Eight million is a lot for it. I think that's like he's like the fourth highest paid running back now and I don't think he's like a top ten back. But, oh. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's it's sixteen million over two years with uh thirteen point five guaranteed, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the numbers. That's like a it's a really big commitment to that. And especially with that holdout last year, it's questionable move at best. What does Melvin Gordon do well? Oh, he has touchdowns a lot. He's <laughs> he's like a very he's not like particularly bad at anything, but he's also not particularly great at anything either. So it's fourth like, highest paid. Yeah, so yes, clearly fourth highest paid running back. Give him, give All him right. money. But I mean, I guess the benefits there are that Sherman like really likes having like a number one 
thing back. Like he had that with Dalvin Cook, and then he had that with Saquon Barkley. So he could, he, we can get like that workhouse back out of Gordon, and then we can really use Lindsay like where he's best. But I, I just don't know if sixteen million is was the wisest money choice to do with our current state of our team. Because Aaron, of, like, <laughs> Aaron, uh, mm-hmm. could you feel it in your Colorado heart when when Lindsay was? unofficially bumped down to number two no because i'm a rational fan and i i realize that philip Lindsay is not an every down back in the nfl uh, i actually like the pickup of melvin gordon uh, i i don't love the contract any more than you guys do i don't think he's a bad pickup at all though he gives you that receiving threat out of the backfield uh, he's a stronger runner i think than uh, royce freeman is which isn't saying much, but that means that they upgraded a position, which is important. Uh, now they're going to have a 1A and 1B back. It's not like Lindsay's never going to see the field now. Um, we'll just have more options out of the backfield because of picking up Melvin Gordon. So here's, here's what it seems like a, a, lot of, a lot of folks don't like about this pickup. It's that it's using resources on a back. okay to bad running back instead of positions that did really need to be filled wide receiver um cornerback perhaps another d-line piece mm-hmm. i mean i kind of view that as yeah the, the contract is very not great and i know i've been like sounding pretty negative on melvin gordon but but the big advantage is, is like it's like uh it's like what he said is that we're trying to surround drew lock with a lot of talent and we could pick up like a running back in the draft but i mean that's what we were viewing boris freeman a couple of years ago there's no no guarantees there so getting like a proven talent that can take a little bit of the pressure off of lock that's that's a huge plus but yeah also at the same time i don't know if shelling out on melvin gordon was really the uh, the wisest use of cap space jordan howard was the running back i personally liked the most in free agency but he obviously signed signed with the dolphins but even if we got a more mid-tier running back and then we used one of those resources for a wide receiver a d-line d-lineman cornerback i think that's just that's what i would have done personally but i don't think it's a bad move it's just a very meh move in my opinion yeah, I do agree with what you said about, you know, is it the wisest use of uh, resources? I, I don't think that, I don't know, I'm, I'm on board with what you said. How, how good of a route runner is he? I, I don't recall many, like, complicated things he was doing out there. I, I remember dump-offs. Yeah. I remember check-downs. Uh, I remember seeing him be able to, to, you know, block a little bit. You know, definitely better than the, the, the ones we currently have on the roster. Again, though, that that eight million, ooh, for somebody who who like might be kind of good at stuff. Well, I I think you're selling him short. I don't think he's a guy who might be kind of good at stuff. I think he's a guy who is pretty good at stuff. It's it's not it's not like they're taking a gamble on somebody who is washed up and has proven that he's been washed up, like Nick Vanett. Exactly. Exactly. That is way more of a head scratcher move than than Melvin Gordon is. Yeah. I mean, we can redirect our anger at Nick Vanett right now because oh uh, <laughs> I think it's just going to be a retread of me bitching and you guys going, ah, okay. Yeah, Nick Vanett was just a, 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 if Gordon was questionable, Vanett is extremely questionable. I don't know what what the fuck we were doing with our cap there three million for vanit is because he's just he just wasn't good at seattle and he wasn't good at pittsburgh he was mediocre and we have enough mediocre tight ends on our roster Noah Fonts our, our guy there it, the best i can think is that this is probably a cap saving move to, uh we're probably gonna cut uh heimerman but like 
I don't know if I would do yeah, it. But, tr- but cutting Hyerman saves you three million ish. Yeah. Is he a better blocker than Hyerman? No, no. <laughs> That's it's... good. Is he yeah, a better but... receiver than Hyerman? No. <laughs> okay. Does he have the familiarity that Hyerman would have in the tight end room and with the organization? Absolutely not. <laughs> Neat. Yeah, it was a very one of the worst signings I think we we had in the last couple of years. Bannett is is a complete head scratcher. I I don't know what we were doing because like even looking past Hyreman, like Troy Fumagalli, Andrew Beck, even like Jake Butt, like those are all I would say better tight ends than him. We have them under contract. We have them for a bit cheaper, or even like Austin Ford, like who we had in preseason free agency. Like he looked a lot better than Bannett did. It's just, <laughs> I I just I don't know what the benefit of getting Vanit is. I, there's like that's a zero out of ten move in my opinion. There's nothing good I, there. I I agree completely. Uh, there are like you said a a bevy of dudes who have a higher potential and can contribute right away that are already on his team that we didn't have to pay three million for. That moves makes just zero sense. Could you try? Could you try and be Shermer? right now and go like this is why we need vanit what is the possible reasoning i'm assuming other than just a couple million yeah i'm assuming that there might be trying to position him as an andy janovich's role in the offense as like that fullback but even there have one that already kind of succeeded yeah we had some of that last year yeah we had andrew andrew back for a lot cheaper so that's, we I already had Andy Janovich. Why? Like, yeah. He didn't need to be replaced. Yeah, this, it was, I, I don't know really no, what you He never uses a fullback, and that is the reason Andy Janovich is gone, and you're not supposed to really question that. Yeah, that was, Janovich was another super questionable trade. Because Janovich only does fullback things, right? He only, he doesn't run routes or yeah, he's, play he's, H-back or block super well. Mm-hmm. If no, Sherman doesn't use a fullback. Okay. Yeah, I'm guessing with the Janovich trade, I'm I'm almost wondering if that's just like kind of an LA trying to do right by the player. But even there, the Browns are a interesting team to send him to. <laughs> right by the player, but we yeah. are going to fuck this Vanit boy. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I mean, I'm guessing with the trade, they're just kind of doing that. Nick Vanit and Melvin Gordon can kind of like achieve that that blocking. On, on running plays, but neither of them are, well, Vanit more so than Gordon, are going to be as successful, I think, as Janovich. So that's that's another move. I really don't know what El- Elway is doing there, but it's that's not awful, I guess. Luckily, though, for compensation for Janovich, Elway got to be spit on, right? That was what he traded. Yeah. It was, much. we will give you Andy Janovich, and we will we'll let Baker Mayfield spit on John Elway. Those yep. were the trade trade conditions yeah the, the 2027th is basically nothing it's, he's not going to use it he's going to trade it so he can go home yep it's i just i i, I want to point out uh, my favorite thing about the trade was uh mike cliss saying this is another example of synergy between john elway and his head coach john elway just signed that fullback to an extension like three months ago i don't think that's synergy <laughs> it is yeah I don't know, Cliss, I mean, we all know is a mouthpiece, so I'm sure he's just trying to hype up the Elway uh, move, but I, I remember seeing that tweet, too, and I was like, what? You know, I, could, I could argue that it was synergy. It, it, if, 
if uh, Fangio was advised by Vic to get rid of Janovich, and and Fangio is Vic. What are you yeah, talking about? That's what I said. I said if if Fangio was ad- advised by Shermer to <laughs> to get rid of Janovich, and then Vic went uh, Vic Fangio went up to Elway and said, "I know this happened, but we're not going to use him, so might as well get rid of him." And Elway was like, "Gotcha, gotcha. I got your I got your back, dog." That's synergy. It's stupid, but it is synergy. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's better that we're not like forcing Shermer to keep Andy Janovich if he doesn't want him. I mean, I don't know why Shermer wouldn't want him, but if he doesn't want him, he doesn't want him. And I guess, yeah. It would be a bad idea if we were just keeping Janov- uh, Janovich just because we signed him to an extension. Like that's just you know sunken costs. It it is what it is. But I I don't know if the compensation, the 2021 seventh. I think that's the worst part of it. That's nothing. I think right. we should though. I think we should put uh, like we've been super negative and we're gonna be super negative because we're fans. Uh, mm-hmm. And we in particular, at least Aaron and myself, are per- are especially cynical fans. We mm-hmm. should though. Out of out of just dedication to the team, get on the the Vanit wagon. Yeah. Oh Van- man, in my head that rhymed a lot. Vanit wagon. <laughs> Vanit wagon. Oh, I mean, everybody knows it. Nick Vanit. It's going to be an All Pro next year. Like that's that's just a fact. Gonna well, when mean... they're going to do that thing where they create the the Pro Bowl role specifically for the player, you're like, oh my god, we haven't had an H back Pro Bowl position. They're, they're not going to even call it the H-back, just going to call it the Vanit position. Yep. It's the most <laughs> prestigious Pro Bowl award. I mean, like, the Pats, they had Aaron Hernandez, they had, they had you know, Rob Gronkowski. I mean, the Broncos, Noah Font, Nick Vanit, like, same thing. I guess pivoting off Vanit, I mean, Elway did re- really salvage that, because that was a point really questionable with the Jarrell K- uh, Casey trade. That is another- Jeez, how did he do that? I don't know what the fuck the Titans are doing. I, the only like conceivable way is they're trying to uh, clear space for um, yeah, Jadavian Clowney. There's, there's no conceivable way that somebody didn't offer them a sixth, though. Yeah, like it's <laughs> honestly like people are gonna focus on the DeAndre Hopkins trade as this is the steal of this. No, no, no. That Jarrell K- uh, Casey is by far like the I think the biggest steal yeah, of this. Yeah, the, the amount of competence involved in the Jarrell trade. Uh, makes it a much more baffling thing than than the DeAndre Hopkins. We know why DeAndre Hopkins went for so little. Yeah, like we, we know. Yeah, and there's at least they got some return return on that. Like David Johnson looked washed last year, but I but there is the the chance that getting him in that new system will be good and you can turn a second into something. You can't turn a seventh into much. Realistically. Don't. You can turn it into Chad Kelly. Yeah, or you could turn it into Andy Janovich a year ago. That's the strat. We need more like we don't need Chad Kelly and the and the baggage he brought, but we do need some Chad Kelly energy. Yeah. I want one guy on the team to like unironically respond to a reporter's question by going <laughs> like that. I want him to do that. The the biggest like big energy uh character, not quite Chad Kelly energy out of this draft and like later rounds is Cole McDonald. Like that guy He's the quarterback? Budget. Yeah. If, oh. if we, this is, uh, we, we have, we have, this is, this is hearkening back. XD Caboose uh, knew him. Mm-hmm. And, like, those dreads, dude. The dreads. Big, big energy coming out of him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is he undraftable? Because that would be a nice seventh pick. Um, I honestly think he'll probably uh, fall to the seventh, but I, I guess if a team like uh, New England or 
Orleans, like really wants to start drafting there, I could see him going a bit higher in like the fifth. Did you um, did you notice that? Did you notice that pivot, Aaron? We're talking about quarterbacks now. Boom. And uh, yep. I mean, I mean, the Broncos probably aren't going to draft a quarterback because I mean, we just signed uh, our man Driscoll, which is another awful move. But you know, <laughs> what if I didn't know who Jeff Driscoll, despite the playing against him last year? Can, can you tell me anything about Driscoll? Uh, Driscoll had he's athletic and he can't throw. So ah, yeah, he's. He, the best I can think of what they're thinking with him is that they're they're probably trying to turn him into the New Orleans guy who I completely forgot the name of that people I think is gonna be their new franchise quarterback. Uh like trying to like use him in multiple different ways. Like that that's like best case scenario. Like trying to use him as Taysom Hill. That's you think, the name you I think Driscoll could be like a Taysom Hill kind of? I mean they can try him as a Taysom Hill. I don't think he's gonna work as a Taysom Hill, but it's an option. I, I, why? Why don't? Why do you think he wasn't just signed to be the backup quarterback? Uh, because there's so many better options out there that my my brain like physically just doesn't want to associate that Elway might think Driscoll is a good QB. There's like, uh, we don't have a great track record for Elway of <laughs> yeah, who he who he thinks might be a great QB. Uh, I mean, look at look at his. <laughs> Let's actually see. So we've got. <laughs> Let's just go from 2016 onward for people who actually might have had a shot, not mm -hmm. scrubs. Yeah, scrubs. So we got Paxton. I'm not even going to count Trevor. We've got Paxton. Then we've got Case. Mark Sanchez. Brocktober 2.0. Brocktober. Then there's, then there's Flacco. Oh, Flacco might be the worst out of all of those, to be honest. Flacco, oh, it, it, based on the, the way he spoke about Flacco, like, I, I'm convinced that Elway doesn't know what a quarterback is. Yeah, I think he's just got, like, tunnel vision for that one game Flacco put us, like, on ice in the playoffs. That's 17 how... years ago? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but, like, Jesus, even, like... He's just entering his prime. Yeah, I mean, like... 34! He's got like seven more years of fantastic yeah. QB play ahead. No, no, no. People get way too hung up on that on that quote. quote. That's that's a, a general manager trying to sell his fans on a guy. He, it's yeah. not like I don't, I, I can't stand it what when else am I John Elway to take is. It, though? I, I can't stand it when John Elway is painted like a moron for saying, "Hey, I'm excited that I signed this guy and I'm trying to sell what I did as the right thing." It's like. It, it, do you know he signed it's him, just a though, right? Funny quote. Yeah, but you also realize that he doesn't think a 34-year-old man is actually entering the prime of his career. Yeah, realistically, he's He's hoping not. to catch lightning in a bottle and repeat what he did with Peyton Manning, but that's, that's not what he actually believes. If he actually believed that, if he actually believed it, then he wouldn't have signed, or he wouldn't have traded up to draft Drew Locke in the second round. I, I guess pivoting back to Jeff Driscoll... <laughs> Uh, he doesn't really fit like the like the stereotype of like an Elway mold, like a big quarter, uh, big armed QB. He, he's got like a decently sized arm, but that's not like his main game. Um, I guess Driscoll does have experience in in Detroit system. He does have some starting experience, which, if based on some of uh, Cliss's tweets, that's probably what we were looking for in a QB. Personally, what I would have done if I was I was in Elway's shoes and I'm looking for a backup QB, uh, Marcus Mariota. Sam Bradford even, like, that's, like, a legitimate option. Or, like, a um, 
or like a Josh McCown. That's who I would be looking at. And Sam Bradford, honestly, low-key would be a decent backup DB because he's been in, like, what, 20 different systems? He's started before, like... And, you can well, get and, for, and like, he did well cheap. in the Shermer system before, too, right? Yeah, because, I mean, like, Shermer clearly valued him enough to send a first for him a few years ago. So, like, it's just Driscoll's a really questionable QB, uh, QB out, of, out of our options. I mean, the season's pretty much fucked if Lot goes down already, so, like, it's not, like, the biggest deal, but it's, it's questionable. Do you think that's part of it? Do you yeah. think if, 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 if Drew Lot goes down or is bad, do you think they're setting themselves up to fail? Yeah. I think, yeah, it's very much a we're all in on, on Locke this season. And if Locke goes down, honestly, I wouldn't even suggest Driscoll personally. I would just see if you have anything in Brett Ripien. Just throw him to the wolves. But I, I don't want to get too caught up on the Driscoll signing because it is, it is just a backup QB. But it is it's, it's uh, weird. That, the Gordon and the Vanette signing, it was just a really like weird signings for us. But I guess going back to the other positive, Jarrell Casey, though, like, again, steal, but like, an underrated aspect of that, I think, is for Draymond Jones, what having somebody like Darrell Casey in the room is going to do for him. Like, just getting advice from him, seeing how Casey handles himself in the locker room, I think, like, there is a lot of potential for Draymond Jones to blossom into a starter this year or next year, especially, that's why I'm almost thinking why we didn't re-sign or go after another D-lineman in free agency. Hmm. But, uh, Yeah. Who's a D lineman you would target? Derek Wolf, but I I don't think we have the cap for him right now. But he would be a, a good pickup for us. He, but I yeah I don't know why him and Shelby Harris aren't signed. That is weird. Well, we got uh what other roles or or moves that were made? We got AJ Boye. Good move, very good move. But getting. Flex. I mean, like looking at the amount of money a lot a lot of these cornerbacks got in free agency, like Brian Jones, Iron Jones, who I know a lot of us wanted, including I did. Like eighteen million, that's a ridiculous, uh, ridiculous just amount. Getting AJ Boy for thirteen million, having flexibility with him, that it's a really good move. And AJ Boy, he wasn't amazing last year, but he also was really the only cornerback with a pulse on that Jaguars team once they got rid of Jalen Ramsey. And Boy has just proved that he can be at one of the best uh, cornerback twos in the league, and a decent cornerback one. And Fengio's scheme isn't, like, desperate for all pro cornerbacks. Like, it, it helps, certainly, but it's not, like, it's not like some systems where if you don't have a good cornerback, like, your, your defensive scheme is completely F. So I'm, I'm really high on that A.J. Boy move. I think, I don't know if he can be a pro bowler, but I think he can be a really, really good re- replacement uh, cornerback. So I'm, I really like the A.J. Boy move. And the fourth, it's, it's considering that the Jaguars were, were supposedly going to cut him if they couldn't find a trade partner, like, that's, it does kind of suck that we had to give up a draft pick, but apparently other teams were interested. So that, that's a really good move. Man, opinion. by giving up that draft pick, you potentially pay lower than his cap hit would have yeah. been if he hit the open market, right? Yeah, and we would have had guaranteed money in there because now we have it where if, if he sucks this year, we can just cut him next year and there's no, there's no harm for us. Right. So that was, like, all in all, because I think those are, like, the really big moves. I mean, there's some minor things we could talk about, like, I guess, with uh, Mike Purcell or, like, Eli Wilkinson getting tendered. But, I mean, for the most part, Elway had a pretty good free agency. I mean, you're not going to find too, too much better in the league. There were questionable moves, for sure, um, but it wasn't like a, um, I don't think any of these are going to sink the team. Like, something like a Case Keenum free agency signing would, or Jawan James even last year. So this is, it's, it's a good free agency period. And 
the real benefit of it is it opened up flexibility for us in the draft. Because beforehand, you were looking at, like, we need to get somebody at D-line, we need to get somebody at cornerback, and we need to get a receiver. Now it's really receiver is like by far our top need but like past that we, we really let ourselves go best player available right there and we don't even have to be committed to those positions like even like an edge rusher could be an option in the second round if somebody like a josh uh, uchi falls somebody that we can just get primed up behind von miller and when von miller either retires or if we could get a pick for him like you could have him step in it's not what i would do personally but those are those are options that are now available all right well do you, you want to pivot completely to draft talk now yeah, I guess we we can make that pivot. So let's 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 talk about needs first and foremost. Like what what are what are the primary holes on this team right now? Uh the number one is, is definitely wide receiver too. Just no receiver on the team other than Sutton was really able to pick up the pace. Patrick and Hamilton were nice depth options, but they none of them were taking coverage off it. So wide receiver two is definitely like that's what we have to address in the, one of the one of the top two rounds and it's, it's a good class to have that need because this is one of the best wide receiver classes there's been and that realistically even if we don't get one of the top three which is looking more and more like that might not happen we can still get a, a good contributor even if it's somebody like a brandon Ayuk, a justin jefferson or a denzel mims and then past that i would say right now cornerback is probably the second highest on on my needs just we have a lot of veterans there and i don't i don't do my a lot of talent there that we like leave a lot of hope um i would avoid like we're probably not going to get akita unless unless we trade up but like even in the 15 15 range or if we decide to trade back a cj henderson uh jeff gladney like christian fulton those are all options there in the second you got a lot of talent there with aj terrell noah i can't pronounce his last name um, yeah that one uh bryce hall like there's uh, oh even like cameron dancer or donovan arnett like those are there's a lot of talent there for us. So that's the big advantage, really, is that our two biggest needs are two of the biggest strengths of this draft class. And then past that, O-line and D-line, those, those would always be nice to get on. Uh, we could probably look to improve at swing tackle. Uh, somebody like an Ezra Cleveland could be an option in the second. Interior O-line, I mean, Glasgow gives us more flexibility for just to go after a guard or a center. But like if somebody like a Cesar Ruiz, uh, Lloyd Cushenberry, uh, those could probably step, uh, start stepping and start. That would be nice to target after. And then getting another defensive end, it's not as important, but it's still like another, you always want to have good D-line talent on your team, and you want to have a lot of depth there. So Demarcus Walker and Draymond Jones, like they both have potential to start, but I wouldn't be fully confident starting them. So somebody like, personally, my favorite player in the class is Javon Kinlaw. So that, that would be somebody I would be looking at in the top 15 if him or Derek Brown falls. Um, in the second, you have a Raekwon Davis, who is very flexible. You got Ross Blacklock, who's probably not going to fall, but he could fall. And he, he's a very similar play, uh, player to the um uh, to Javon Kinlaw. So you got you got a lot of talent there for those those four needs in the first couple of rounds, and that's really what we're looking for. So I guess what what do you guys think that we should um <laughs> our our needs? <laughs> Uppercut, go ahead. Oh, it's uh, it's 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 you know the common thought is wide receiver. Well, I guess some people think trench no matter what yeah. with uh with tackle. Broncos boomers. Yeah, trench wonks. Um at this <laughs> point, like I'm so petty that if two of the top four offensive tackles are there at fifteen, I am a little bit hoping to trade back just to see what happens. Just to watch the threat explode. <laughs> um yeah, I'd like a receiver, uh preferably Judy, just because uh I I I believe the Shermer system of letting letting players get themselves open uh, would benefit him the most and then rugs and i honestly don't 
know fuck all about CD Lamb. Then if that wasn't an option uh, at 15, I'd probably rather trade back and get somebody like Mims or somebody like Gladney. Yeah. I I, th- those, those two positions are the ones that I would like hyper focused on. Uh, yeah. Because, like you said, that if if all goes well and nobody's foot explodes, or nobody gets pulled over for a DUI early in the season, caught um, the secondary on paper is pretty good, pretty good. Mm-hmm. But eventually, you're going to have to stop paying some of those people that money. Yeah, it'd be nice to go younger. So Let's I want, I want, I want, and also I love cornerbacks because they ruin they ruin people's days. And I think uh, what's interesting that you brought up is trading back, because if you looked at like our, our picks, it doesn't really seem like we would be a good team for trading back, because we have so many, but trading back is definitely something people are going to have to like get more open to in the upcoming weeks, because the, the way the draft board has shaped up right now, it is looking extremely unlikely that any of the top three receivers fall to us at 15, and if that happens to us, like if we get that nightmare scenario where no receivers and no tackles are available, I think we really do have to start looking at trading back for a team. Like, I think... As much as it would suck to trade back from it and let them move up for a quarterback, I think the Patriots would be another team that we have to consider for that trade back. Because I think, yeah, in the, like the 20-ish range, all of a sudden the draft is a bit more open for us. You can look at somebody like Justin Jefferson, Denzel, Denzel Mims, Jalen Rieger, Jeff Gladney, or even, even like positions that aren't quite as necessary, but like we can definitely stand to improve at. And these, are, these could be just the best player available there at linebacker. You'd get somebody like a Kenneth Murray or a Patrick Queen. Uh, to eventually take over for Todd Davis. And that does give us a little bit more cap flexibility because we could trade or, or release Davis. There's also, if if you were to, if you were able to trade back into the first, maybe, you know, um, back to the Patriots, or if you felt frisky, maybe a little further back. But once you do that, I imagine there's very few spots in the second or third round you couldn't go to if you wanted. Yeah. Yeah, and there's definitely flexibility there. Because, like, even if we, like, right now, I guess the scenario I've, I've been trying to, uh, to, like, the scenario I really like is trading back with uh, Philadelphia and then trading back into the first with San Francisco. Because that's another, that's, uh, San Francisco at 31 is one of the most interesting spots in the draft because San Francisco really has no mid-round picks. Um, and they're probably going to trade back with one of their spots. And 31 seems likely there just because with them losing Emmanuel Sanders and free agency, they don't, there's definitely either but at 30 at 31 the advantage is we're jumping ahead of kansas city which obviously if there's a player that we we want we want to get them in front of kansas city and kansas city has a lot of the same secondary needs needs that we do like corner uh cornerback and interior o-line so if there's a player they that we're trading back into into the first first which was another option we have to start considering um because yeah Broncos country has been pretty focused on just henry ruggs at 15 which that just that doesn't look like that's gonna that's going to be available there for us but yeah, and then like, you want your boy, and you want your boy that thirty-one spot, don't you? You want Caesar. I do want Caesar Ruiz really badly. I, I will concede that unfortunately, it doesn't look like uh, with us signing Graham Glasgow, the interior O line is going to be like as high up there. But God, Caesar Ruiz would be such a good pickup at 30, 31. He would instantly start with that center and lock down that. It it would physically pain me if Kansas City walked away with Caesar Ruiz and then. Oakland, Las Vegas, I guess, locked, uh, locked away with Henry Ruggs from this draft class. That's going to happen. Unfortunately, it looks like that. That's going to happen. That's totally going to happen. You also just brought it into the world. You decided to, to just throw magic for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, throw magic. They're also going to take Bryce Hall, you know, at the end of oh, the yeah. second. Yeah, clearly. Because Broncos... Bryce Hall. 
the Broncos are going to pass on him for you know J.K. Dobbins. That's this is this is what's going to happen. This isn't my opinion. These are facts now. Uh, you're like a shitty wizard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, it's very much just kind of like we're going to have to wait and see uh, see with the draft really because what free agency has really done is it's kind of effed us over. <laughs> like with with Indianapolis trading out, with San Francisco moving up there, and with the way teams have attacked free agency. The I guess the advantage is really Arizona is no longer a lock for CeeDee Lamb. They're more likely than not going to go offensive tackle, or if for some reason he falls, Isaiah Simmons. So that's nice there, but then like an hour later, then San Francisco traded up. And San Francisco at this point, I would consider a lock when I'm making drafts for a receiver there, unless somebody like Derek Brown falls. Can we talk about how much of an asshole the 49ers are being right now? Oh yeah, the 49ers and the Jets are such assholes in mock draft machines because like in any draft you do there's about a 70 percent that 11 through 14 goes like uh cd lamb jerry judy henry Ruggs without fail well the the jets get to be that because they earned that terrible position they are in the yeah. 49ers went to the super bowl and they're like mm, not no, good enough fuck you fuck yeah, you not good enough. Two yeah first it, round picks two first round picks yeah. we don't even need deforest buckner fuck you and then shelby harris shelby harris was uh all primed to go to the they get DeForest Buckner, mm-hmm. so an asshole to to even ex Broncos that we still like. Yeah, the 49ers are, yeah, and like even like even if they don't go receiver for some reason that's not the the biggest concern is that the team know that they need to trade trade ahead of the Broncos really if any of those top three fall. It's the 49ers are, are like that prime trade up opportunity. So I would not be surprised come uh, come draft day if Philadelphia sends whatever picks they have left move up. Just to give another, you know, fuck you to Broncos country. I mean, they already stole Will Parks from us. So watch them steal Henry Ruggs from us also. I hate every team. Every single team. And you know what? I hate Shelby Harris. Don't put your arm up. Yeah, so free agency has kind of been a real asshole for us with the draft, but... We tried so hard. Yeah. Well, it's funny. It's funny, though, because you you said, Pine, that um, this the free agency gave us flexibility in the draft. Yeah. That's great for the Broncos. Yeah, it is fantastic. And it's what us. everybody else did that's awful for the Broncos. No, yeah, that's, that's basically how it went down. We, we did the best that we could given the circ- uh, circumstance. I mean, well, we didn't do the best we could do. Uh, if I was in charge, we would have we sent 15 overall to Arizona, for, uh, to, not to, to uh, Houston for DeAndre Hopkins. But yeah, really, just the rest of the teams are just all plotting against us so we don't get rugs. <laughs> so I guess looking past just like making rugs at 15 a lock, we got to start options there and i think offensive tackle and d-line are really the two positions to watch there um because really if somebody like a jedrick wills if a mechie becton even as much as i'm not a fan fan of fan of his or an andrew thomas falls to 15 those would be really strong positions positions for us because the the team doesn't really love garrett bowles at left tackle but he's gonna ride or die at left tackle this season so getting his Huh? I don't know if I don't know if I agree that they love him at left tackle. If they oh, loved him, no. I'm saying they don't love him at left tackle. Oh, they do. oh I'm sorry, sorry. Oh, it's a guy that might cut out there. Um, just with the way they nonchalance about picking up his is uh is a fifth year option with like the the way that there's been like wording from Cliss that they're looking at at, at backups to potentially usurp uh holes. I'm sure that's a position that we're probably not putting as much like nuance as the Broncos are there. So tackle is. is Think consider there at fifteen, and if we don't even, and if we don't pick one at fifteen, at forty six, that's another one where where it is 
there's a very good chance that that's the pick if somebody like an Austin Jackson or an Ezra Cleveland falls. Just getting that set up, which that's not a bad thing. Get uh, trench depth is probably what I would put that in like my top ten most important needs for a team, even like past like starters. But I'm not sure we'd get many instant contributors on O line on O line at fifteen. Um, and then D line, obviously, I love Javon Kinlaw. Um, he's it says so in your Twitter profile. Yeah, no, it, it, that, that's like one of you know the top three personality traits about me. I'm like that's that's just up there. But um, Javon Kinlaw is, I guess, that's the safe option I've seen from from mock draft machines right now because he generally tends to fall. And let, the only real threat I would say for him would be a Jacksonville at pick nine, or even uh, unfortunately San Francisco at at uh, thirteen. Also, well, I'm curious how much he fills a need for the Broncos. After they traded for Jarrell Casey, so what I, what I like about Javon Kinlaw right now for the Broncos is Jarrell Casey. He's a really good player, but he's also thirty four. It's very un very most likely he's probably not gonna gonna finish his contract uh, here, just given that that age concern. So getting a Wait, player did you behind Jarrell Casey is thirty four years old. Yeah, he said thirty four. Oh, yeah, he's thirty. Oh, my bad. I thought he was thirty four for some reason. Okay, so holy then. shit! Uh, I want you to reconstruct your entire worldview and, and what to do in the draft now that you know that Jarrell Casey is thirty. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, so then I guess restructuring that. What Javon Kinlaw would really bring for the Broncos is again depth, but but not by him being a depth option because if, if we drafted uh, Kinlaw, he he will be starting at fifteen. But more so, uh, kicking Draymond J- Jones out of that starter position and. That's not necessarily a bad thing, because again, uh, Draymond Jones—he's a really good, ta- uh, he's a really good talent, and he showed a lot of potential last year. But I, I wouldn't be like very confident with him starting. Which unfortunately, that's kind of the same thing with John- Javon Kinlaw. In college, he was—he's extremely raw. He's got like all the tools he needs to, um, to be like a top ten D lineman in the NFL. But he really played—he he played a lot of sloppy football, and he has a lot of concer- uh, concerns where he's not necessarily playing the position how you'd like it. He's not playing the football a lot of times. He's trying to punish the old linemen, which works a lot of times because, you know, college is very loose tackle tackles generally. They're not great, but he's going to have to he's gonna have to really adjust for that in the NFL. But outside of those negatives, the upside of, of Kinlaw is that if you do, if you he does reach his talent point, you are looking at, at a top 10 D lineman. Like he, he would be able to bring so much uh, pressure and more, more importantly, get pressure off of Bradley Chubb and Mon Miller. Right. And, and the benefit is that the, the Broncos have coaches that can most likely get that out of him too. Yeah. Like we, we would be one of the prime destinations for him there just because we have such a really a good defensive coach. It's not even just Fangio, like going to our D line coaches and our defense coordinator. So, Javon- so I, I, I can't not mention it and it might be a little bit dickish mm-hmm. but i have enjoyed all of the mispronunciations of names you've had tonight <laughs> no yeah uh english is is uh not, not my strong suit at points despite the fact i speak no other languages yeah um <laughs> but yeah kinlaw at 15 and i'm obviously biased because i love kinlaw so much but that's like another option to, to look at for 15 and even right, like well, we can can kinlaw and casey play Next to each other in a three four in a three four defense, um, can you play either one of them at defensive end instead yeah, you, of at nose tackle? Yeah, you could because uh, Mike Purcell is probably locked down as our nose ta- uh, tackle next yeah, year. I would imagine Casey's going to spend most of his time in five tech, right? Yeah, so you could definitely you could definitely line up Keenlaw with him. This isn't like a like not not they can't coexist in the same defensive scheme. I would I would say that Keenlaw ha- 
would he really compliments um the Broncos. Wait, they what? They can't? What? No, I can't. They can't compliment. Okay. Oh, Nobody can vote. hear you. Nobody knows what you're saying. And to be honest, ever since you guys said uh, the team's gonna ride or die with the Bulls this year, I've had Hail Mary Tupac in my head. I've just kind of been humming along to that. Come with me. Hail Mary run quick see. What do we have here now? Do you wanna ride or die? La da 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 All right, well let's let's talk about mock draft. Let's I, I was asked specifically before this episode to prepare a mock draft that we could talk about. You were instructed. I was asked very <laughs> was <laughs> politely. <laughs> um so I didn't want to put in the effort to pick for 31 other teams because frankly, I don't know what their team needs are. Yeah. I I follow the Broncos. I don't really follow the other 31 teams that closely. Yeah. So my method for building a mock draft was just to head over to the draft network and use their mock draft machine. Mm-hmm. But the problem with that is it can be pretty unrealistic. For example, finding Tyler Biadish in the third round, the end yeah. of the third round, and reaching to take him according to their uh, big board. Wait, is that not a, a common thing that he, he had a down year and thus... He had a down year. Down year I don't know is... if it's common to see him that low. Yeah, he, he, you would generally look at him as about like a a low second round pick, high third round pick. It's, I mean, uh, what's what kind of sucks about about the mock dra- um, draft machine from TDN is yeah, they have very like weird views of some prospects, but a lot of that bl- bleeds into uh, into the consensus because a lot of people use that. So like, yeah, Tyler Baidez in a lot of drafts you will see is a low third round pick, high fourth, but he really more likely than not is not going to be that. And, Honestly, I think the, the biggest issue with the draft Mac Jack, uh, machine is that they have Logan Wilson as the seventh pick. That is disgusting. Well, so to combat this kind of inaccuracy, I decided to try three different mock draft machines, and, and that way we would have three different realities to talk about, and hopefully we could kind of suss out, you know, what's actually believable. Yep. So uh, real quick, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just run through my Broncos picks for the, uh, for, uh, the draft network machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, round one, uh, Andrew Thomas fell. I think that's believable. It might be a little bit far-fetched. I went ahead and took Thomas at 15 because I think I think he's a, a weirdly turning into an underrated prospect. Yeah, he, uh, he's yeah. a lot of the draft a community. victim of, of over-scouting. Him and Judy are like, are like that a lot because they were viewed as like the consensus, this is our number one tackle, this is our number one So a lot, um, a lot of people started digging into their game more and they started looking for things to like it pick out. And with Thomas, it's also like uh, Tristan Wirfs or Mackie Beckton have really risen in the last couple right. of weeks. Yeah, so ultimately, I think that if Thomas is there, it's going to be a situation kind of like what the Broncos had with Bradley Chubb in 2018, where it's like, wow, we never expected this guy to be here. He wasn't mm-hmm. our priority. He's here, and he's so good, we can't pass this up. Yeah. Also, in this scenario, uh, all three of the top wide receivers were off the board. So unfortunate. <laughs> right. Uh, I felt like Andrew Thomas was the best choice there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so round two. Um, Broncos are still needing a wide receiver. T. Higgins was sitting there. I don't know if it's very uh, believable for him to be there in round two. Uh, oh, no. I'm getting oh, a lot no. of robotic O sounds. I, well, I yeah, you upset the Borg. Yeah. Uh... Okay, all right, all right. So, So why... Why the distress? Is this because it's unrealistic that he'd be there, or because you don't like the pick? Okay, 
T. Higgins is a very, very, very unpopular prospect right now. Um, he kind of has the issue where the, the, his college performance does not match up with his tape or his measurables. Because if you looked at just his call, uh, just how, what he did last year in um, Clemson's offense, like you would think, like, oh, th- this guy is like a for sure first rounder. He's amazing, but really, a lo- he plays a very similar game to Cortland Sutton, which is he's he's primarily like a, a 50-50 ball guy in college. He's a very you know physical receiver, but the issue is that in the at at the combine he didn't test particularly well, and he didn't and like things like the forty he chose not to run, so. I think he'll probably. I don't even think he'll be at forty six because I think I think teams w- will probably overlook that a little bit. But E Higgins is mm. it, it fills a role we already have. Yeah, that's it's. Well, it's, but he, what's wrong with having two Cortland Suttons? I think the issue of having two Cortland Cortland Suttons on this team is that we don't really have a deep threat or a, or I don't really think it would we would get a lot of teams like viewing T Higgins as like as like oh this is this is a guy we have to scheme against like they view Sutton right now. It'd be very. I think we'd have a similar situation where uh, Cortland Sun ends up, you know, double double teamed, and then just I don't know. It's just Tiggins isn't a bad pick. It's just not. I I wonder what receivers were available in the second at this at this point because I know like Jalen Rieger tends to fall. Uh, Rieger was on the board, and I I chose Higgins over Rieger because I've seen some takes that say uh Rieger is really limited to a slot role. Yeah. And I want a true number 2 and not not a number 3. Yeah. Rieger Rieger like honestly a couple of weeks ago like a lot of people were drafting him at 15 for us, but Rieger really has fallen off like a cliff the last couple of weeks cuz his combine was kind of horrific to be honest. Cuz his main selling point is speed and he didn't just did not post that great of a 40 time. And mm-hmm. he, got, college, he got he got real swole. Yeah, he got he, he got too thick to, to be fast. And then in college, you have concerns with him with 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 drops. And then you also you also have concerns that he he really did not too, do too much in college. Which part of that might be just reflective of the fact that they did not have that great of a quarterback. It was it wasn't there's not really I think too many talents that could succeed as much there. But Rieger is another interesting prospect. I would have I would have gone with him personally over over Higgins because I think he does bring that speed option to um Denver. He's not much of like a like a Henry Ruggs who can just go from like zero to fifty like really quickly. But he's a lot of if you if you let him keep going, he he will speed up very quick. So okay, um, who 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 else was available? You didn't want to give Visca a shot. <laughs> I believe he was gone. Yeah, Visca, and in, in my experience, goes to thirty-one. I don't know thirty to the Packers a lot. Yeah, and I I would honestly take him in the second round. I uh I wouldn't take him in the first. Yeah. And no, I'm not saying I would take him at all just because he's a Colorado guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like the the versatility that he brings. Yeah, he's very similar to like Saquon Barkley from uh, which Shermer used a lot. Like he's not like the same because he's obviously a lot worse than Saquon in terms of like pure athleticism but he would bring a lot of yeah like as you said versatility for uh, for uh, so you can plug him in a lot of positions and he can succeed in a lot of positions next pick next pick. Bryce Hall in round three amazing thank pick. you Aaron that's for me that's you 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 um, turned me on to Bryce Hall for sure he can't do man but he'll do great in zone and it's a value pick as Cody said uh, amazing pick there all right uh next pick uh Troy Die. Yes. Okay. I Troy Dye is like one of my top ten favorite prospects. Not like I think he's a top ten. I just really love Troy Dye. So that's amazing pick there. What was your uh, 
Well, no, we there. can talk about Troy Die for a second, right? Yes. Yeah. Do you how 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 well do you think that's going to translate? Because he often looks a little lost. Yeah, the main concern with Troy Die is that a lot of times in anticipating plays, he was just reacting to them, which that will not fly in the pros. But Troy Die was also what I really liked about him was he was he was very much the leader of that or of that Ducks defense, and he very much has a lot, has he has a lot of talent on the on the field. A lot. He's kind of like similar to Javon Kinlaw. It's like he's got a lot of the tools to succeed at linebacker, and he really does. He very much matches the mold for the modern day NFL linebacker. So if you have uh, you have a coach that can can bring that out in him, which I think you do have that in in um, Vic Fangio, he, he does a lot. He has done a lot of work with linebackers. I think Troy Dye can become like a top echelon linebacker. Enough to enough to make his way into your Twitter profile. Yes. Right. I mean, I'm gonna check it in a few minutes, but okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm editing that right now. But yeah, that's 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 a really good pick. All right, uh, the last pick that I did, uh, final pick of round three, uh, Tyler Biotish, which I already said I, I don't think that he'll be there still at the end of round three. If he is, I'm doing backflips because that interior of your offensive line is solidified, and hell, with with Andrew Thomas in the first, I think your offensive line is in really damn good shape. Yeah. That would be re- that. That's a really good pick there because that's establishing strength for the Broncos. That's which that's another thing we really have. To, um, because as much as the draft is filling holes, it is also a team. So getting the trench step there with so Tyler Bidez had like I don't know why the why, why the Wi-Fi keeps sniffing, but Tyler Bidez had a really good year a couple years ago, and then last year it was uh very questionable. But part of that is also a lot a lot of Wisconsin linemen. Uh, took the draft plunge uh, last year, so there was a lot of turnover on on that offensive line. But he performed well there. Um, Tyler Baidez is a very smart lineman, and he, he's a very decently built lineman. So he's like one of those like uh, plug and play linemen, I think, in the draft, like him, Cushionberry, and Reese at center. And yeah, as as you said, for some reason he just keeps falling in um in the consensus view, and he starts falling in in these mock draft machines. Because honestly, you, you there's a a high shot you could have gotten him at 118, which is completely unrealistic there. Yeah, I think Bidas is a great pick. Do you want to put bets on that? Uh, uh, on where he'll go? On uh, before or after one, pick 100. Do you want to put bets on it? He's, what kind of a bet? Like a flare bet? No. Do you have a flare for this podcast? No, I'm, I'm just... I'm, I'm thinking a song, you're, man. You're a subreddit, I'm thinking, you're a I'm subreddit a, podcast. I thought you were... Well, yeah, I'm going to bring somebody on and they're going to sing I'm thinking a song. I'm thinking a oh. rap song. Oh shit! I'm out then. Why? That's the point. You're supposed to do something uncomfortable because you lost. It's it's that's too that's too much for me. Look, this 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 covers both bet, which I might still lose, but a bet and also me introducing you to new music. <laughs> Would this theoretical uh, bet? What side would you take on this uppercut? I guess uh, the opposite a... side, whatever it is. <laughs> so no, really I'll, have... I'll take I'll take after one hundred. Okay. Or wait, do you think that's a fair number? Do you want to move it? Up? I think hundred. I think hundred's a fine number there. Aaron, that's do like... you agree to the terms? Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So, what I want, if do you think it should be a a, a universal losers thing, or do you think we should be able to pick the song? Oh, you absolutely have to pick the song, and that's so important. Yeah, yeah we okay. need to be able to pick okay, the song. Okay, so if, if, I, if I win, and he goes after 100, I want to pick one verse and one... Well, not pick it, but you, pick, you take one verse and then also do the chorus 
from Aram out by the rap group clipping. But you have to do one verse and then follow it with the cor- chorus. Acapella. Oh, well, no, if you can pull up a beat yourself, I don't care. Hmm. That is interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I'm... I'm leaning towards I, I I would pass on that personally. I I'm not willing. I don't think Baidez goes uh doesn't go in the top hundred. But honestly, I could see that fall. I could see teams getting just too scared off by his 2019 tape, which really was not that great. But I thought you agreed to the terms. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I I guess so. I guess so. Okay. I mean, I I offered you the chance to move that number. Yeah, I think 100 is a fine number there because that's what, like about third round. People are just very obsessed with like, oh, who, who the top 100 players in the draft. So you, you're you're taking that he goes before 100. Yeah. And if you if he goes after 100, wait, mm-hmm. what is 100? I'll give you 100. Uh, I'll what? take 101 and back. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, I think it was 100. Then just then we, we both lose. You both lose, and you both have to pick different verses. In fact, if you wanted to chain them together and do like a rap duo thing, that'd be that'd be pretty sweet. Uh, so, what song am I doing, fellas? Mm, I don't know. I'll, 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 Preferably without racial epitaphs, because uh, I, of I, obvious I will, reasons. But yeah, I'll let Aaron pick this one. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to think <laughs> on it. I'm. Uh, this is why we towards... fight, and that's it. <laughs> Maybe leaning towards uh, the Crane Wife Three by the Decemberists. Uh, should I do it with a guitar? Yeah. Should I learn the song? Yeah. Okay, that's it. it it's a very you, simple you, song. I can play it. Yeah, so it's it's the Decemberists. Uh, it's that genre of music. So it's just between me and Aaron then. Yeah. Okay. Um, We've got okay. it. Okay, so that was your um. So that was your mock from the Draft Network. How'd you yeah. go with fans speak? Sorry. Uh, what? What was your mock for, or I guess, the other two? My next one was uh, fan speak. Fans oh peak. Fan, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I started with the Walter Football Big Board. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Jeff Okuda was still available at pick 15, and I saw you that Justin him. Jefferson was no. ranked ahead of Henry Ruggs, I switched to the Matt Miller Big Board. There we uh, go. Then no, Jeff Okuda was still available at 15. And so you I took just, him. I just gave up on fan speak. Yeah, no, the thing is, Fanspeak is, like, notoriously awful for just for having, like, top five prospects fall. It oh was... my god. No, my, my entire purpose with this uh, exercise... Okay, alright. <laughs> go pout. My entire purpose with this exercise was to come up with a realistic draft without yeah. putting in the legwork to do 31 other teams. <laughs> yeah. So when Fanspeak was just complete garbage, I just walked away from it. Yeah. I, I don't blame you for that. I don't use Fanspeak at all either. It's yeah. Well, it's funny because that was actually the first mock draft machine that I encountered several years ago, mm-hmm. uh, and I used to have so much fun with it. It's it's a fun one. I mean, the thing is, like, if the draft network, I kind of think they have like coded in, and like other than that, it's just kind of like a random numbers. I honestly think Fanspeak they literally just roll roll a number like, and then just pick whatever prospects available there. That's, yeah, that's how I think they do it. Boy, say hello to Kibachet. Hello, Kibachet. What's up, Kibachet? She's so scared. What kind so, of dog is she? Uh, a little mutt. Nice. So, we've abandoned fan speak. Uh, what was the last one? The last one I used was firstpick.com. I don't know if you've uh, heard of that one. 
I have not heard of that one. Um, this one's pretty good. It, it gives you the opportunity to trade around uh, oh, without having nice. to pay. So fun. we took Jeff Akuda. What happened? Uh, we've not took Jeff Nakuda. We we've abandoned fan speak. <laughs> we've, mm. We we're living in a, a realistic reality. TV. Where the Broncos won't get Jeff Okuda. Okay, so with, with firstpick.com, uh, in round one, Jerry Judy was on the board. Not super realistic, but not completely out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Judy, like, he's, he's kind of like Andrew Thomas in the way that, like, if at the beginning of the year, he was, like, a consensus top five, top five player. Like, that, like, some people even thought he was the best player in the class. But kind of, like, as people have scouted him more, people have... They've been looking for flaws in his game. They found minor things there. Right. So I, I could see Judy falling. I could see like a, a, t- a team like Las Vegas or or San Francisco falling in love with Ruggs' raw speed, mm-hmm. and just kind of like look skipping over Jerry Judy. But I just think from like a pure fit standpoint, I actually think Judy's the, is the is the best fit for us and receivers because Sherman's system yeah. really really values route running, and Judy is like one of the best college route runners there has been. So I, I think that. About. If he's available, the Broncos better be run into the podium. Yeah, I, I would be very angry if we went to any other like method there at, at 15 yeah. if Judy was was Wait, sitting there. When when they send people up with the cards, right? Yeah, is that where do they go? I think I think they go to the, the I think that's like what they used to announce it. I I actually don't know. Yeah, like they they send it to a dude who eventually hands it to uh, the commissioner Goodell, yeah. right? Yeah, I think uh, that... they really need to put a camera on. Like, I want a like a a, a fancy dandy with a top hat and tails. <laughs> like, we know exactly who it is. He's spinning his cane. It's like what... the Monopoly guy. Yeah. What Except I not I... an asshole. <laughs> I want to see like that dude just like a reaction to the picks. Like, I I was like dying to see uh, what the reactions were for the Clellan Farrell pick last year. That one was that was just. An amazing reach there, although he's a fine player. I actually went into a Raiders Discord not long after that, <laughs> um, and and was just kind of generally because I'm not going to be a dick to to rival franchises because I'm an adult. Yeah. Uh, but but I asked him about that, and they were all kind of giving me tepid answers and lukewarm answers. They went, "We're going to trust Gruden." Mm-hmm. I mean, at least for me, because well, this is partially because this might have been the. the- butchering last year of a back name but i actually did not even recognize who until like a minute later because uh because i think like Goodell uh pronounced pharaoh like pharrell mm-hmm. it was it was brutal but yeah i judy good fit. Yeah, he's just he's just a big neptunes fan yeah i mean he doesn't watch a lot of like 2000s comedy or snl alumni he's, he's just like, a big neptunes fan big neptunes yep Aaron, there you go, Sorry, Aaron. Was that, a, was that a deep cut on Will Ferrell? It was a deep cut I don't on, even, on. I don't Ferrell. know what the hell you're. I don't know what the hell you're Ferrell. talking about. Forget it. Forget it. No, no, you can take it. Take <laughs> no, 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 I, I, it's okay. I'm, I'm just, I'm confused and dumb, and I'll just leave it be and go back to my mock, mock draft here. So round one, Jerry Judy. Okay. Uh, round two, I went with Lloyd Cushenberry. That's a good pick there. Yeah. Uh, uh, was kind is it of a realistic pick. Oh, uh, it depends upon, I guess, how, uh, how teams value cornerbacks in the second round. I guess that's really we're going to see how low falls it. Cause <laughs> okay, well, I would... if, if you say it comes down to corners, then this wasn't realistic because I was torn between Cushenberry, uh, Cameron Dantzler, and Bryce Hall. 
Okay, that's actually kind of realistic because there's really your biggest threats, I guess, AJ Terrell and um and Jalen okay. Johnson in the second. Okay. Did you get that? I... You getting that jar of peanuts open? Yep. <laughs> but like, because uh, really, I I would say the biggest threats uh for or for picking Cushionberry are the Miami Dolphins, the uh, Chicago Bears specifically at forty four. Um, because I mean they had Kyle Long retire and they had a really bad. Year. So if somebody like Cushionberry falls, I I do think the Bears would uh, select them there. Okay, so two picks in, and we're like really fringe possibilities here. Yeah, then. this is like a I wouldn't like count on this happening, but like definitely this isn't like Chase Young falling to fifteen, which I've had happen before from the draft network. Mm-hmm. This is one that you can finally put down and go to sleep. Like this yeah. is a good one to go to sleep on. I don't have to do this stupid game anymore. Yeah, exactly. That's like a, I have to, I I don't have to reset this anymore. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, Cushionberry, like yeah, he could step in. He could he could start at center, and I think him and Glasgow would give like you you have a good good interior there, right? So that yeah, that's yeah, it's it's a real it's a realistic pick and it's a good pick. Also, Cushionberry has one of the best last names in the draft. I Cushionberry. Yep. Cushionberry. Yeah, it's so good. I agree. Uh, I'm with you. It's 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 one of those that sounds so Anglo. It's it's non-exotic to me, even though I've never heard it before. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like it's it's no BJ Blunt. That was the best the best name. You know, I it's have. a you know, it's like a cool and to me at least in my Lily White world, uh, exotic sounding last name, but still like still approachable as a last name. I'm not intimidated, but it sounds cool. Is uh is Atencio? Oh. Jeremiah Atencio. Yeah, that's a nice name. Yeah, that's who I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'm <laughs> I'm a Sergio. I like. And like partially cut out, so I I heard at ow, so I was like, oh oh, he's talking about Jeremiah at a chow. But you still said Atencio. Yeah, (laughs) you said Jeremiah Atencio. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. (laughs) Okay, um, yeah, that's yeah, Atencio, pretty pretty goat goat name. Ah, thank you, thank you. Far too kind. Yeah, Jeremiah Jeremiah Atencio though, that's the dude. (laughs) That would be great. You're combining all the all the. Virginia, and and all of the exoticism of whatever land Aaron's people come from. Aaron's people—they they come from space. I think that's that's what it is. Yeah, that is a space <laughs> name. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to pick three. Uh, Cameron sure Dantzler. Talk about names anymore? I'm positive, Cal. Oh, Ooh. Dantzler! Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm, the I'm uh, leaving, the, the, the French realism has uppercut. They got the clip at this point. Uh, he's another that, like, by himself, I could definitely Wait, see hold up, him. hold up, hold up, Pine. Let, let me start over so that Uppercut can cut his own name out. Okay, if he wants to. Okay. Hi, everyone. Hi. My name's Cal. There you go. Okay, so yes, round three, Cameron Dantzler. Yeah, what do you that's, think? like, in a bottle, that's not an unrealistic pick. I mean, to be honest, I think that, that, that those have been the first three picks of my they're not unrealistic, but they're not. Um, yeah, it's but, slightly a stretch. Yeah, it's slightly a stretch because I think really that goes to Dantzler. He's a uh, he's an intriguing prospect, but he's like one of those that you're not you're not going to draft him to like start instantly. Which I guess that would be fine for Denver because you you have at least a decent sounding starting lineup at cornerback. You got a bunch of bones, though. You got a bunch of bone questions. Yeah, but yeah, there's a lot of questions about injury concerns. So I guess you be like maybe maybe like if say a, a one of our corners get, gets injured mid thing that you you wouldn't be 
awful starting dancer, but I think he he just needs like a couple a year for the game to like slow down for him. But so I guess that goes into like if teams are looking for like a a cornerback that they can start right away, I could see Dansley falling. But the thing is that's not really how a lot of teams approach the draft. So yeah, that's I could see that happening. I, okay, but I I wouldn't be counting on that. All right, uh, next pick, uh, Lucas Niang, offensive tackle. Uh, in the fourth? Is this the fourth round pick? In, no, or this no, is it's the this second, is third pick. Mm, okay, that's uh, okay. I could see that happening if if his hip doesn't change. And given the fact that that there's no like team visits anymore with coronavirus, I guess I could see teams getting scared off by that by that hip and letting him fall. But I really would not count on him being available in the third. Okay, so you think this one is like one of the first like really outliers? Yeah. Not too realistic. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. I guess it's not like extremely unrealistic. Like, but it's uh, yeah. That's I. It's more likely now, I guess. Again, with, with like teams not being able to do medical checks uh, right now, but yeah, that's border very borderline on the unrealistic. Okay, so so where do you expect him to go? I expect him to be a late second round pick. That's kind of like where I I view I view him. Right here. I think a team like a Los Angeles um would be a like prime spot for him just because they they have a very questionable o-line and they're also in a very questionable spot because they have like no they have no cap space and all their their starters are getting like the highest paid at their position mm-hmm. so getting somebody like an yang who can just who can like needs time to to get adjusted to the nfl and just to make sure that hip isn't an issue like that would be a fine fit for him and i, I guess in in denver's case he would be a good fit fit for us. I know I I, I had him going to us on one on one of my articles because uh really you can have him sitting behind Bowles and Jawan James for this year, potentially stepping in year two or even like a year three. And I and I would trust uh, trust Mike Monachak to get Yang up to speed there. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, moving on to my final pick, then um there were a few guys I was interested in here. I was really tempted to take uh, Albert Okuwegbanam. Think mm-hmm. I got that one out right? Yeah. Uh, he's right. He, he's a receiving threat at tight end. Was one of Locke's top targets at Mizzou. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have liked to see him here just because that might help uh, Locke's comfort level. Yeah. Then the Broncos went and spended a bunch of stupid money on Nick Vanette. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's dude. That's that's the uh, Vanette Pro Bowl. You know, Nick oh, you're Vanette. right. You're right. Sorry. Sorry. Then the Broncos went and signed future Hall of Famer Nick Vanette. There we go. The savior of our franchise. <laughs> Isn't Albert O like just an exclusively more or less uh, receiving tight end? Yeah, he he's the only really thing he would be able to offer us is receiving, which we are in Noah Fon. So, but yeah, I yeah. think that it, that is a good a point. Like the the comfort level for Drew, but right, I it, it, that it was like, all about. For me, it was all about that lock connection. Mm-hmm. Um, did, you, I, I, did you watch those games? Did he have a super connection with Albert? Uh, I, I watched Locks. Yeah, I watched every game from Locks senior year, and he hit Okwegbanam a lot. I didn't watch any. <laughs> Why are you trying to challenge me on that then? I'm I'm trying to put facts into the world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to not be a shitty wizard. Yeah, well, yeah, so ultimately, uh, I was tempted by Albert O, but ultimately decided that uh, the Broncos' tight ends room is too crowded right now. They went and spent money on Nick Vanette, so I don't see him getting another tight end in this draft. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Pittman was another tempting pick, but I don't know if he brings much that Tim Patrick doesn't already bring. Yeah, he's just kind of like a souped-up Tim Patrick, really. Yeah. Does he have better bones? I think he might. Because right, gotta... that's that's the that's the actual knock on Tim Pat, like not just because it's it's kind of funny to say bones and stuff. It was no, yeah, the reason, questions. Yeah, the reason why he didn't go higher in the draft. Did he go undrafted? I th- uh, yeah, I think he went undrafted and he signed. And it was more. it was it was a lot of uh, injury concerns. It wasn't necessarily talent that kept him from being drafted. Yeah, he has a lot of durability concerns. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess the thing there is just there's too much overlay there with Trickett. At, yeah. that, at that point, you're getting depth options. Where if we're signing Judy, we should burner um, somebody like a John Hightower is, is is a good like late round option for that, or like a James Roach. Ultimately, who I decided to go ahead and take was uh, Lecky Fotu. Lecky Fotu, yeah. Um, the lineman. Yes, uh, Utah. I think he should be a good rotational piece behind Jarrell Casey and Mike Purcell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he'd really be locked in, in, as like a nose tackle type in the NFL. Given his... And he's more of a run stuffer than a pass rusher, so he's not probably going to be a potential replacement for Casey in mm-hmm. a couple of years, but I didn't I I just didn't know who else to take there. <laughs> yeah. Um Lucky Fo too, yeah, that's that's something fine pick as you said he he is pretty much stuffer. Uh so he he would really kinda of not so much a Casey replacement as he would be a Purcell replacement. Um yeah, I guess with him what I wrote about him really is that he's just a very it's a very big body there and he he does have a lot of talent um, to turn in into a, a starter, but at, at worst with him, he's that you can bring in there. So yeah, I I like that. I, um, overall, yeah, I I don't know if Niang would fall in the third, but I I think some of the picks are also like a little questionable. But I think overall that that is a good draft there. Would you take Pine? Would Would you um Would you take Fotu over somebody like Jordan Elliott? Um, uh, I guess uh, right now no, because I think El- uh, Elliott brings us. It's, I think right now defensive end would be a little bit more pressing than nose tackle, but I, but the thing is, Fotu is a little bit more polished than Elliott. He's extre- very, very, very raw. There's a lot of concerns there that he might not just be able to adjust to the pros. So, um, yeah, I guess I would, I would probably lean Lucky uh, Fotu a little bit over Elliott in that scenario, just because we're kind of in like a win now mode. So I, I guess Fotu would be able to like contribute more immediately. We're in a win now mode. That's kind of how I view it right now. Just the way that um that Elway has been making moves is that is that we're not just it's just kind of like can can this offensive the uh, youth we've injected in the team can they uh, mesh together well? So I wouldn't I wouldn't be looking for developmental pieces too much in like the first few rounds. I'd be looking for players that like can start right away or give us um injury depth, which we'd be looking at like a tackle. Well, that brings up uh, a question I wanted to. <clears throat> I saw a um it was it was posted to the subreddit it was screenshot of a tweet of somebody mm-hmm. listing all of the players considered threats going like imagine this team it was oh Cortland, Cortland Sutton Jerry Judy or Ruggs or any of those Noah Fant Melvin Gordon Philip Lindsay uh, but at the top mm-hmm. of it was Drew Locke and I was a little bit like are we considering Drew Locke a threat now in the same way that we would consider those other players that way um I I wouldn't say necessarily. I think right now we we very much lock. There's a lot of questions with Locke right now, and I think having that limited sample size of last year, I don't know really. If he plays like he played in in the Houston game or he played in the Los Angeles game, then yeah, I do think you were 
as a threat for, for other offensive schemes. He has a lot of arm talents, and he also just showed a lot of poise in the pocket, ability to make those those good throws to Cortland Sutton and Font there. But on the other hand, there there are games like uh like the Raiders game and the Chiefs game where even though we won the Raiders game, we kind of just lucked out in that victory. That wasn't like a uh, we thoroughly outplayed them there. And I think lock there were a lot of question marks there. There was I know he kind of sometimes had a tendency to lock it lock in on one player or just make throws which weren't the bestest. But I think Block really, yeah, I, I do think he, he can make the next step next year. And I think really a lot of that is going to be reliant on us surrounding talent. Because I think if we gave him the same players we gave him last year, it wouldn't look too hot. But yeah, I guess I, I don't know if I would consider him a threat, but I would consider him like that's something that, that defense coordinators are going to be scheming around would, would be Locke's talents. Here's another Locke-based question. Horsecock Locke? Yeah, no, I, yeah, that's a, that's a good nickname for uh, horsecock a- lock. Aaron horsecock lock. Uh, I I don't I don't care, I don't care too much. Like you don't care for it, or you're apathetic toward. I'm apathetic. It it doesn't really bother me, but it's not something I'm super attached to either. Uh, this was a sting. This was an attempted sting on my part because that's a <laughs> god awful nickname. Um, I hate it. I hate the tendency towards uh meme nicknames especially dick based ones because uh, we've had uh big dick nick and i know that's because it rhymes and then you have uh what is it iron cock flacco and that's because uh he's like perfect concussed on his on his on his groin and then horsecock lock again it because it rhymes and um the the horsecock lock traces back to mizzou yeah there was I a, don't, a, a i don't feel like my argument changes yeah, no, it, it, it's definitely just because haha dick's funny, but um, what I like about, about Horse Cocklock is that you can write very quickly, and I just, I love names like that. Like, E.D. Lamb is, like, top five names in the upcoming draft just because you can write uh, C.D. Lamb. It's so good. But um, So we need, yeah. so this is actually, we're going to rank them. What are your top ten players by ease of writing? Uh, well, C.D. Lamb has got to be number one right there all and number right. number two through ten is basically everybody else because they all have awful names because i other than cd lamb well, i'm glad you did that because i i was really hoping to take me up on 10 players i mean last year okay i i know i said this earlier but like i i just i do want to mention again that there was a player last year whose name was bj blunt i don't know how how the hell he got through grade school with a name like bj blunt but also <laughs> it is a fantastic name so I guess if if he turned out well, he'd he'd be like he'd be definitely like number two on the ease on the ease of saying names would you know yeah C D Lamb E J Blonde. Unfortunately, he sucked. So, so I think the happen. alliteration there would trip me up more often than not. Well, yeah, BB. I don't like it. Aaron, what are we talking about? We're, I, I'm at the end of my notes. It's all on you. Oh, I'm supposed to carry the show. What are we doing now? Uh, uh, we, we talked about Drew Locke's name. Yeah. Well, earlier I, we talked about my name, and then before that we talked about Aaron's name. Yeah, you know Jeremiah Atencio. Yeah, Jeremiah Atencio. <laughs> um, I guess Aaron's we, name. <laughs> I guess what we could pivot to is, is that we talked about um Aaron's mock draft. I guess we could like run through uh, the draft network one and just see like what goes there. Look at Pine coming in and running the show. I mean, in the in the annoying but completely correct words of Penance One somebody's got to <laughs> uh so what are we doing are we running through one is that what yeah. we're doing 
We're yeah, let's do the full so, first round for every team. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess. Yeah, we can, let's do it. We can go. Oh, through let's, that. let's just do to fifteen. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I mean, I could, I we I, we could go in depth about the fifteen, and then I could like run through the last six. Okay, we'll do we to fifteen. To. Makes sense, and nobody cares about what the Eagles. <laughs> okay, do we want to do trades or no trades? Uh, I vote no trades trade. are available. I'm okay. So, uh, Aaron, do you want to? I near the tiebreaker. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I guess we'll do trades if they're trades, available. Trades, trades, trades. Okay. We, we may as well. I mean, we're we're not going to do too many of them, but I guess there are some important ones to talk about there. Trade up now, tell me. So, uh, first overall, barring like barring Joe Burrow killing the guy, it's going to be Burrow. <laughs> So we've got we've got Joe Burrow going to the Cincinnati Bengals or Bungles because that's funny. Yeah, I, honestly, even if Burrow kills a guy, that might that might still be the pick. Just if he it depends caught. on like who and why. Yeah, like I'm sure if he killed Baker Mayfield, like I think uh, Cle- uh, Cincinnati would just love. You know what I mean? Yeah, or Prince Andrew. Yeah, or or Prince Andrew. Um, the second overall is really where where it gets interesting in the draft because i mean chase young is the, the very safe pick there but there's also been reports that they do like uh tua or that a team might want to consider trading up with washington that sounds like bait yeah, yeah. but but that really just kind of sounds like because i i know um they did really like uh dwayne haskins last year so i can't exactly see them pulling a arizona this year so i would say well but they're in the same situation as arizona hmm? they're, they're in the same situation as arizona yeah, the they, new, they, new they have coach. new. Don't they have a new GM as well? Uh, kind of. Like, yeah, the the official G- GM. Yeah, they they fired uh Bruce Allen, but I mean, really, they, um, they do still have Bruce, um Dan Snyder. Yeah, yeah, but Dan Snyder ran the draft last year, and he's probably running it this year also. Yeah. So. Um. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, would anybody would anybody offer a King's ransom for two spot? I guess my Miami is the team that's definitely like the, the name. Um. The name is out there for trading up. Miami and Los Angeles, I would say, are the two most. But I don't necessarily know if two is going to be the place where they trade up, trade up. I think three is more likely. All right. So what do we think? What do we think? Washington uh, racist names. Uh, I would definitely say Chase Young would be the pick there. Like if they if there's no trade down, even even if Joe Burrow fell, it's just going to be the pick there because he's probably the best player in the draft just from a pure player standpoint. All right. To the Washington Redskins, we go Chase Young. So we got Detroit at three. They're an interesting spot because the both the head coach and GM spots are very much like a, you got to make the playoffs. So they're definitely looking at like immediate need talent. But at the same spot, they're definitely the prime position for a trade down if a team wants a QB, just because there's multiple holes they need to fill. So I could see, and I guess we're we're gonna have our first trade here. I could see Miami offering the fifth overall pick. And the twenty-six overall pick for three, and like a third rounder. The fifth overall, and the which one? Twenty-six. Essentially, I uh, let's see what I guess what Detroit has. No, 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 no. They have rejected your trade offer. What the fuck? That's such an overbear. Yeah, that's happening. To, that's happening uh, to me too. I, I, they toss I just... them a fifth or something. Oh uh, yeah, toss them a fifth. See what happens. Yeah, the, honestly, Detroit would be monumentally stupid to keep up. Not Look how that. stupid they are. So let's see, I guess, if this trade goes through. This one I currently have? Yeah. It has already been denied. God damn it. Okay. Um, 
do they just cut their losses, take the third pick now? Yeah, at this point, yeah, they're just like, whatever, Miami, um, they, they would take Jeff. Jeff? Jeffrey Okuda? Yep. Oh, I butchered that name, holy shit. Um, with Darius Slay uh, getting traded, they really need a a cornerback uh, one, and he's best best player available there. All right, Detroit Lions with Jeffrey Okuda at three. Now we've got the New York Giants at four. They need a tackle, but they also have Simmons right there. Yeah, this is very much... if Before free agency, I would have had this pretty much a lot for Isaiah Simmons, but they signed uh, Blake Martinez and another guy from from the Packers for linebacker. So they're really at the point where I can see Dave Gettleman looking for a hog molly. And I would say the the, the best tackle available at this point is uh, Tristan Wirfs. So I'm sorry, you said looking for a what? Hog Molly. <laughs> All right, I heard you right. I thought maybe your mic cut out again for a sec, but Aaron, no. don't let the teenager know more words than you. <laughs> the teenagers always know more words than me because they're making them up left and right. Do you think he made up Hog Molly right now? Oh no, I don't think he made that up. I'm just saying in general, I have to ask my younger siblings what shit means all the time. <laughs> I mean, he is a Twitch baby. Terrifying Twitch baby. <laughs> no longer baby. I want power. But um, Tr Tristan Lewis is is the best tackle available at this point. But I could very much see Dave Gettleman looking at Mackie Beckman, Seville, and being extremely tempted by that. So I which do they need both tackles? Uh, they. I think they just need left tackle with Nate Solder. If they I'm just not... need left tackle, I, you know, if I was the GM, I probably wouldn't necessarily go worse. Just my fears of him not being able to translate to left as well as somebody who's already played left. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's bigger concerns. He's, with he's got all of those. He did so well running faster than other tackle, but that's the not, fact that's, that he that's not important for a tackle. <laughs> yeah, the fact that he didn't play left left tackle at Iowa and that he's got some a, a few like pass rep missteps in his film make mm -hmm. me believe that he would be a great left or a great right tackle an even better right guard but yeah, he's got yes, I definitely he's so, so I want you to pick a left tackle for the New York and I would I would say that your, your best pure left tackles in the draft are Mekdi Becton and Andrew Thomas and again going with Gettleman and Hog Molly is I would go with Mekdi Becton from Louisville right there okay, Makai Becton to the New York Giants at number four. Okay, so at number five, I think they trade up for this, but at this point, they're probably first. It's really between Tua and Herbert. And is it honest, though? Yeah. Although, yeah, that's the thing. They could load up on other positions and just be like goaded everywhere else. But I, I know like the reports have definitely been like tanking for Tua, but recently there's been like some drip feeding there. They they're not as in on Tua as everybody thinks that they are. Don't you think that that could just be the team trying to shape the narrative, though, and drive drive away teams that are trying to, or dissuade teams from trying to trade up in front of them? That's definitely a possibility, and I honestly think it might be that. But what I'm also thinking about is last year, before Her uh, Herbert went back to Oregon, there were a lot of talks that Miami Dolphins were loved the shit out of him. So, Justin Herbert is the selection here over to a tag of, tag of Valoria. But I guess, I, I, what do you guys think on that, really? I think that as smart as Dolphins are perceived to be, they still can't pass that mirror test, and we can't give them personhood. Yeah. Um, I, I am going to need you to explain what you just said, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah is my default when I can't hear you guys talk. Um, you know, I think Miami definitely. There's very much a perception they're like that they're like mega braining us all with um with the, the tank this year. But 
And Brian Flores, he, uh, he's a smart guy. He, he's a good coach for them. But I, I can't see them like, getting tempted by an Isaiah Simmons here being like, okay, well, QB's a QB, but Isaiah Simmons, like, can turn into a all-pro on that defense. But I, I do think, realistically, it would be between Tua and Herbert. Um, and I guess that doesn't matter too much, because whichever one they don't pick, I, I, Los Angeles pick up. But I would say, just to make it interesting, I think Justin Herbert would be the selection for them. For Wait, the you're making it interesting for by yourself? Making, yeah, by making it boring. I mean, it's not going to change anything, because because uh, if they went with Tua, the uh, Tua, then the Chargers would, would pick up Herbert. And if they pick up uh, Herbert, the Chargers would take Tua. Yeah, regardless of what, regardless of what we do with pick number five, by pick number six, the other guy is going to be gone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could we could take like eight players and just throw them in the dumpster immediately because they're not going to make it. But mm. I feel like that uh, we're reducing some of the integrity, boys. Yeah. But, yeah. He just I'm said just... yeah again. He doesn't know what he's saying. <laughs> He's, uh, just, he's like no, I, just going yeah whatever you just said i don't care yeah. if that's awful no i actually not I, did not, I did not hear what you said there um yeah i would Ooh, go with herbert with this pick that's that's who i would go if i was Aaron, are you okay with this are you okay with the dolphins taking justin herbert over to a tonga i i i honestly can't see a scenario where tua is not a dolphin barring some kind of trade if he's fight, on the board fight when fight they have him. the pick Two is going to Miami. I guess another concern though th- that you could have there is the hip uh, for Tua. Just like uh, yeah, but they say that the medicals are are coming back clean on the hip, mm-hmm. and that they have blood flow back in the area, and yeah, you know he he didn't face that same issue that um that Bo Jackson had. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm fine with Tua, uh, Tua at five. I I, I yeah. yeah yeah it's Tua because he could yeah. they put a dot on his forehead and he could see it in the mirror. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, we'll go with Tua at, at five, and then we're going to go with Herbert uh, for six for Los Angeles. So we got a two for at five, the Miami Dolphins, Tua Tonga-Vailoa, and at six, the LA Chargers take Justin Herbert. I would like to add a little bit. Aaron, he just blew through my, my Dolphin joke. I thought it was good. I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. it. <laughs> I, I'm glad that you knew what it meant. It's always my favorite when one, at least one person is not in a joke that I say out loud. <laughs> yeah. All right. I guess at seven, uh, the Panthers are in, are in interesting space here because they seem to be rebuilding and they seem to honestly be fully in on the tank for Trevor. Uh, Trevor next year. You think they're going to do that with Teddy? You uh, think Teddy's bad enough to tank him? I actually don't think so. I actually think Teddy Bridgewater was a really smart signing. I think. Uh, Which is actually a dumb signing. Yeah, it's a dumb signing because it's a good sign. Because really, Joe Brady runs Alice, uh, when he was running LSU's offense. That's just the Saints' offense, and you know Bridgewater has success there. And because because Panthers are already black, you can't really put a dot on them and expect them to see in the mirror, even if they could. Well, it could be a pink dot. Could be a pink dot. Yeah, or like aren't a red cats dot. aren't cats red colorblind? Are they? Laser pointers do not make me believe that. That is true. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to We Figure Stuff Out About Cats and Dolphins <laughs> podcast. This is some hardcore science going on right that here, guys. extremely hardcore here. Well, I'm a wizard. And Isaiah Simmons, really, given, given the fact that, um, that, that they had their star linebacker retire this year, that's a huge hole just agent. So I, Luke Eakley, so I could see them signing, um, uh, drafting, Isaiah Simmons to fill that mic position. And also Isaiah Simmons is just best player available at this, at this standpoint. He's a top he is, five but guy. Wouldn't Derek Brown fill a bigger need for them right now? 
Derek Brown would fill a bigger need for them right now, but if I but you I don't think they're gonna do it. Yeah, if I'm the Panthers front office right now, I'm looking at like in the second round, what are my options there at linebacker and what are my options at defensive line? And really I think they're gonna have they're gonna have an option like a Ross a Ross Blacklock down there who can also fill that, that hole for them in a very similar way to Bra- uh, to how Brown is just maybe not quite as good. But in, in the second round for linebacker, really there's not there's not gonna be another similar player to Isaiah Simmons there. So I guess that's just more so a resource management point. Is the better talent in Sim- uh, Simmons worth adjusting over the the bigger need filler? So I would go Isaiah Simmons there, but I guess I but Derek Brown is another like very close option for them. I don't think it's it's like oh this is guaranteed who we're going after. And if they do go with Derek Brown, then I think the Cardinals would would be like swooning over Isaiah Simmons there. Vance Joseph would be pulling over. It's great. Mm, Vance Joseph would waste that man's career. Yep. <laughs> so we're going uh, Isaiah Simmons to the Carolina Panthers, right? Yes. Hypers in chat for Isaiah Simmons. All right. So with eight, uh, Arizona Cardinals. About like a week ago, I would have had this as a CD, but obviously they signed just, they traded for better CD Lamb in, in DeAndre Hopkins. So looking at them, they, they locked up their left t- uh, tackle, DJ Humphreys, but they do have a good questionable line even with that, and especially right tackle was a position that, th- that they could look to him. And looking at the board that we have available for us right now, your, your top two, uh, ta- your three tackles are Andrew Thomas, um, Jedrick Wills, and then Tristan Wirfs. And of those, Tristan Wirfs is right now the, the highest ranking, and, he, uh, and I also think he is just the player with the most potential to, uh, to uh, turn into an, uh, an all-pro uh, all between the three of them. I think that this is a pretty easy pick for, uh, for Wirfs to the Cardinals. I agree. Aaron, you agree? Yeah, I'm on board. All right. Number eight, Arizona Cardinals go Tristan Wirfs. Number nine, Jacksonville Jaguars. Who will be the first player picked for London? <laughs> um, so Jacksonville is, is in kind of a spot where they also seem to be in on, the t- on tanking, but I don't necessarily know if it's, for, if it's for a QB next year. I think it's just more so just rebuilding for whoever they replace as their head coach. Um, yeah, they're probably trying to still figure out whether that's for a QB or not. Yeah, it's so just kind of like the con- the consensus I kind of got from like the Jaguars uh, subreddit went around there is that Minshew isn't like a proven talent yet, but he could be. So right now it's building the nest around Minshew, seeing if he is have enough like to move on. So looking at the board, they the, the top three players there are really players that they could all consider: C.D. Lamb, Derek Brown, and Jedrick Wills. Um, improving the line is nice for all teams. Um, C.D. Lamb is great talent, and I guess that would give you the most immediate help for Minshew. And then Derek Brown, obviously, is an extremely good player that fills a, a huge position for them. I would say between those three, I think Derek Brown is the safe selection there. I think he fills a lot of, a lot of those uh, that hole for them there on D-line. And again, it's just best player available fit. I guess, what do you guys think on that? I agree, especially after Campbell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I guess Derek Brown is our select. Aaron didn't say anything. No, I'm on board. I agreed. <laughs> okay. Uh, number nine, Jacksonville Jaguars pick Derek Brown. Number 10, Cleveland Browns. Okay. So Cleveland, they, they kind of splurge on Jack Conklin and free agency, right tackle. But still, they're, they're like, of like the needs that are like really like just well-known, like, you know, you have Philadelphia needs, Denver needs, Cleveland Browns need to tackle. So the, um, the two here really are Andrew Thomas and Jedrick Wills, and I just 
think given the fact that they signed Conklin to play uh, to play right uh, right tackle for them, Andrew Thomas would be the selection here because I again, again as we said, he's a really good player, and honestly, I don't know why he's falling down draft boards so much. I think it's just over scouting. So I think Andrew Thomas would be our selection here. No, it's my guy. My guy is gone. But it's you over. agree that he would go? Yeah, I do. It's okay. just I hurt inside. My guy's I mean, gone. Watch him. Watch it. You see it? You see it going? Number oh, 10 no. to the Cleveland Browns, Mr. Drew Thomas. What? Okay, so number 11, this is, <laughs> if, if we were just letting the mock draft machine draft for everybody else, they would absolutely see the lamb here. But we have all the bias we want. Yeah, but we have the bias we want, and we also have Jedrick Wee still available, which... Are we going to do it? Are I we, think we're are we going to be this kind of uh, this kind of uh, people? Don't worry, I'll bring it back. I'll bring it back. I got you guys on this, but I do think, given the state of of New York's defensive line, even with them, they've signed five players on that line. There's still a lot of question marks there, and there's not a lot of youth. Um, so I think Jedrick Wills would be the selection for them here. Oh, you're just looking out for Connor. Yeah, Connor. You Con- giving him buddies. Given some, given them some help, because I feel I feel bad that we that we. Aaron, uh, would you like to be the adult, or are we just gonna do this? Oh no, I, I'm 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 curious whether this is realistic. Oh, don't worry, I it's it's gonna be you are gonna hate me by the time we get to pick fifteen. Wait, there's no, only I four don't... picks left. I know, I ha- I have a plan. I have a plan. Oh no. Okay, so we're not doing a mock draft. We're just doing Pine Dogs mind games. Yep. Yeah, so, he's a shitty of... wizard. Number 11, Jedrick Wills to uh, New York. That's what I would say. I'm, I have to do it now or I'll never do it. To, to, to the New York Jets. Number 11, Jedrick Wills. All right, let it be okay. known that Uppercut and I both think this is an unrealistic scenario. Oh, don't worry. Okay, uh, number uh, number 12, uh, Las Vegas is counting my lucky stars at all three of the top people, Jerry, Jerry Judy, Henry. I'd say of those, even though CeeDee Lamb is learning tire on the board, definitely Jerry Judy would be the selection here. He's a much much more, I guess, adaptable talent to the pros here. So I would go Jerry Judy, uh, 12, to the Raiders. Look, maybe this is just, uh, okay. just old. <laughs> oh, no. I, like, I feel responsibility to, to stop this. Pine, are, you, are we really doing this? We're really doing this. What? I'm, I'm going to tell Joe. I'm, I'm going to get on Twitter and get to Joe Rowles and, and <laughs> tell him what you did. You gonna snitch on me? Yep. You're, you're, I see what you're setting up. Finally, I finally joined <laughs> the party. You're picking it up. Okay. So, I, I, I had to. Again, I had to wake up a little bit. I'm, I'm gonna be the most wanted person in Broncos. Pick 15. I'm willing to bet. So, no. Well, hold up, hold up, because I actually have a problem. I actually have a problem with this Raiders pick. Mm-hmm. Um. Maybe it's just old old school Broncos homerism. Mm-hmm. Henry Ruggs. I yeah, I'm not agreeing with the Raiders doing what I think is the right choice, and I so, think the Raiders have way too much history of going for that speed guy. I yeah. think Henry Ruggs is the choice here. I would agree with that, but my one concern with with Jerry Judy is re- Alabama obviously has a has a lot of NFL uh, talent there. Especially that the receivers last year were insane with with Judy uh, Ruggs and Devontae Smith. But you can make the argument that, uh, argument there that in college Jerry Judy was the top guy there, and Ruggs and Smith were more so compliments. But 
yeah, I guess yeah, I could see rugs go, going to going to twelve. I just it it physically like pains me though to like to like say that Judy would fall in this scenario. So I, I don't know. It's yeah. I guess if you guys want want rugs there, I'm fine with rugs uh, to the Raiders, but I would go Judy. Rugs just feels like a Raiders pick to me. Okay, so rugs to the Raiders at twelve. Aaron, can we sidebar for a second? Yeah, yeah. What's up? Do you think he's gonna pick Kinlaw? No, I don't think he would do. Would he do that? Aaron, could he, I think he could might he really do that. have come onto this show with an agenda like that. <laughs> did he? Did he really just play the two of us like fiddles? I don't know. I think hmm. for like two let's hours. Can, let's see what happens. Let's. Uh, um, we'll we'll reconvene after. All right. I'll All see right. you then. All right. So we decided we decided to to be responsible adults and pick Henry Ruggs to the Raiders at thirteen or okay. twelve. Twelve. Yeah. All right. Uh, number thirteen. Well, if if Judy falls, the the Forty ers are selecting Jerry, Jerry Judy. Any disagreements? None. None at all. Okay. Uh, number thirteen, San Francisco Forty ers take Jerry Judy. Okay. So now we're uh, we're fourteen. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The, the, this was this was the the big brain grand plan. All of Philadelphia Eagles would ask Tampa Bay Buccaneers to trade up in this scenario with C.D. Lamb still on the board. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think let's let's get let's hit that trade button and see what the. Okay, so you think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers pick? Yep, I th- I think they trade uh, they trade down. I I don't think the board has as if a tackle was here. I think that's after, but we have all. Who are they trading with? Is it the Eagles? Is it is it the it is the Philadelphia oh, Eagles. Oh no! If C.D. Lamb falls, I I just can't see a team with with as much of a need as the Eagles do just like to n- just let that happen. What are the Eagles giving? I would say they're first and they're second, but I don't know if it's the the thing's gonna accept that. Let's see. <gasps> Congratulations, the Buccaneers have accepted your offer. C.D. Lamb fourteen to the Eagles. Aaron, can we sidebar for a second? Yeah, let's do it. I think this twerp just played us. <laughs> I think he's been playing us. Do we have brain worms? Do we what? Do we have brain worms? Um, yes, and their name is Pine Dog One. <laughs> Damn it. We just got beat by a 16-year-old. <laughs> we are collectively 60 years old. <laughs> All right. I just want you to know that when when I hit this thing, uh-huh. uh basically it's it's the AARP button. All right, in sidebar. Okay. Fucking CD Lamb to the fucking Philadelphia. Okay. Oh look, the Broncos have shown up and <laughs> Javon Kinlaw is available. Yeah, but here's the thing: I don't think the Broncos take Javon Kinlaw in the. I don't even think they pick at fifteen. And hey Pine. Hey Pine. What? Can we sidebar for a second? Yeah. What the fuck's going on? I'm outbraining all of you. Okay, sidebar over. Aaron, can we sidebar for a second? <laughs> yeah, let's, yeah. What the fuck's happening? I, we're still getting played by a 16-year-old. He's, he's so far ahead of us, we thought we had him figured out. <sighs> okay. And we okay, did. Mm-hmm. Okay, sidebar over. Okay, so what does the big brain take? The big brain take here is obviously if I if I'm in charge taking, but I'm not playing as me. I'm playing as Elway, and I'm also playing as like as uh, 31 other teams. And right now, the Atlanta Falcons are in a, are in a position 
where they kind of telegraphed the pick that it's going to be C.J. Henderson from Florida. And I know a, a team that, you know, kind of would really want C.J. Henderson, and that team is the Minnesota Vikings. My God. So I think in this case, given the extra flexibility they got from the Stephon Diggs trade, the Minnesota Vikings would be looking to trade up. Aaron, he just extended this draft to 25. <laughs> to 22. Oh, that's right, and they have both picks. Let's see what happens. <laughs> I, uh, you're so smug, and it fills me with rage. So I think Minnesota in this case would offer, at least the trade I think is 22 and 58. All right. And then the, uh, the Broncos would give them 15 and uh, 118. You think, the, you think the Broncos lose a pick? I mean, we, we don't lose a pick. The, the same amount of picks are the same. but You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Aaron... Aaron, please stop him. Yeah. Please tell me that we can get I, more for this. I, I, I can't, I can't help you. Let me. I'm gonna let you in on a secret. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull back the curtain a little bit here, because that's for, my new favorite for thing. For me to or say, the I audience? Guess. For anybody interested, I'm actually doing the show on an empty stomach at 8:45 Mountain Time. <laughs> go get you a, go get you a banana. It's 10:45 here. At, at, and at it's this 9:45 for Pine. Yep. At this point, I'm just. I'm just waiting to see where this goes. <laughs> I'm gonna hit this stupid button, and we're gonna, we're gonna. If they don't give us twenty-two and fifty, actually kicking both of you. Okay. <laughs> what um, did I do? We'll, we'll do a quick sidebar to wrap things up for both of every. Oh well, I'll kick you both and keep a jet. But okay. So just to recap, the Broncos are giving one fifteen. And four one eighteen to the Vikings for one twenty two and two fifty eight. Yes, and maybe just like throw a seventh round in there just just for fun. For from us, right? We give them a seventh. No, no, we get a seventh round. Which one? They have seventeen. <laughs> uh, I know it's not a seventh round actually, but I'm I'm looking at two o. Two o five. Yeah, that's a. Oh, six round good! Round. Another pick that will get traded up for not a punter. <laughs> good. I'm oh, just pressing me, the button. You tell me you don't love Brandon Man. I love Brayden, man. Brayden, man. Fuck, I don't know why I just called him Brandon, man. There's a lot of names you've been calling him. I was going to say. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Dude, you tell me, me that his name is not. I don't even care what you just said. Okay, <laughs> CJ Henderson, 15 Minnesota Vikings. Aaron, I think Aaron's just going to rubber stamp every pick from. To, to, Pretty much. <laughs> to Satan. Every the pick from now to dinner time. All right. Vikings at 15. Um, get C.J. Henderson. What do them Atlanta Falcons want? They want Fulton? Uh, so the Falcons are fucking kicking themselves because they wanted C.J. This is what happens when you telegraph a pick. So the, the, they'll just uh, sigh, wipe themselves off, and pick my favorite player in the draft and get Javon Kinlaw. Javon Kinlaw to the Atlanta Falcons at 16. What do the fucking Cowboys want? Fucking Cowboys. Pine they're, dog. They're, they're, we're we're going to kind of speed, uh, uh, speed through this. This is... This is, this is mode uh so the cowboys they're kind of in a position where they also wanted Javon, but they don't get javon kinlaw because mike mccarthy loves the, the shit out of his d lineman so they're looking about this i know they just they just signed haha clinton Dix, but i'm thinking that they're probably looking at this at xavier mckinney is, is a great talent he can he can most likely start for us almost instantly and then he's got a, a, a talent to become like a top safety in the nfl so i think they'll get xavier mckinney here you know when i click this draft button joe is gonna feel it yeah it's gonna be like a great uh, vibration here. Just wait until I pass on Denzel. Twenty-two. That's that's really where we're Ooh. gonna go. Okay, so the Dallas Cowboys and pick seventeen. 
pick Xavier McKinney. Pick 18, Miami Dolphins. If this was a week ago, I would have just locked down as Chase but they signed Kyle. So, looking at this, they need a tackle. Josh Jones from Houston. It's a slight reach, but they don't really have a, a great tackles on that roster. So, Josh Jones. Okay, Miami Dolphins of 18, Josh Jones. 19, they need a cornerback, like, really badly. I think that there's a, a, a strong possibility here that they're looking at, at Jalen Rieger, cause, uh, just based on their, their position, but given that they signed Nelson Aguilar, I don't think that happens. You think I they'd think, take Rieger and Ruggs? I think that's, a, that's I think it'd be a possibility if we sign Judy. I, do, I don't think it's a possibility with Ruggs. What I do think it, uh, is a probability is Christian Fultz. Did you just say we in reference to the... To us. No, because we're deciding for them. Uh, okay. Uh, okay, so you, you said Christian Fulton, right? Yep. Raiders, 19. Christian Fulton. 20. Jacks, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. We had them signing Derek Brown. They also want Christian Fulton, but they don't get it because I'm an asshole to team, not just my Um, Looking at it, uh, Clavon Chason would be, it would be an interesting fit there, but I, I don't think that's where they go. I think what they're looking at is Grant Delphit uh, from LSU, which I, he had some very... Uh, Questionable tape last year, but it's all. But it also was not. Uh, but also, there's a lot of talent there, and there's a lot of a chance for success uh, in Jacksonville. So I think they go Grant Delphit from LSU. Okay, so number twenty, Jacksonville Jaguars take Grant Delphit. So I think was that a Cockney accent? <laughs> was oh, it? because Jacksonville. I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I Tampa Bay. Tom Brady is running the show, and he was pissed at Belichick for not getting him weapons and. New England and having to run with Julian Edelman and a bunch of scrubs at receiver. So I th and given the fact that apparently he wanted the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to sign a receiver, I honestly think that's a possibility. But I also think cooler he heads will prevail and they they will instead look at other things they could fill offensively. I think a tackle would be in consideration here, but given that, that they're uh, given that there's not too many ta uh, tackles I would consider in this range, I honestly think that they're looking at a running back here. And I think that your your fit there is DeAndre Swift. Okay, wait. Now, remind me what the Buccaneers did earlier in this mock. Uh, they traded down with the Philadelphia Eagles. And and then you opened up your argument for their pick with they want a wide receiver. Yeah. No, I'm saying so, I think Brady well, wants a receiver. I don't think the Buccaneers want a receiver, given the fact that they already have two of the best in the NFL. Okay, let me backpedal and correct myself. You actually opened your argument with Tom Brady's running the show mm -hmm. and then followed that up with Tom Brady wants a receiver. Mm-hmm. But then they'll go somewhere completely different with that. Yeah, no, I'm just, Why I'm just trying to. Why wouldn't they take a receiver way back? Would, what fourteen? I, I don't think they take a receiver at fourteen because I think Brady wants it, but I honestly don't think I don't think it's fit for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now. Like even if like somebody like Henry there, yeah, you you have a great offense, but you also just have receivers at that point. Your your O line is questionable. Your running situation is extremely questionable. So I think. In the end, as much as Brady will be running the show, I don't think he, he gets the ultimate say. So I think Arians is going to be looking at back here, and I think that running back is going to be DeAndre Swift. This is, okay. this is, this is some shitty wizard stuff. <laughs> this is top-tier shitty wizard. This is, I, I am scratching my head a lot. I don't know if I'm following with this. It's, it's I, an interesting well, ride. I think we've both transitioned Aaron into just using the, the stomach brain. Into acceptance. Yeah. It's just stomach brain. It's just gut reactions and uh, where is shade and where is food? Yes. 
Okay, 21. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are shadow run not by Tom Brady, uh, take DeAndre Swift. Oh, look at that. Yo, we it's finally the... reached the Denver Broncos. All right, now they're going to trade down because they're sitting there with uh, Clavon Chason at edge, and there are other guys who, other teams who really want edge rushers, right? Am I right, Pine? No, actually, they, they're just here because the New England Patriots need a quarterback, and, and smart teams do this, which is when you trade, you, 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 uh, you'd be like, yo, I'm going to trade down with X team quarterback, give me a sixth, seventh, seventh round pick. Are we trading back again? <laughs> yeah. With the, we're trading All back right. with, with the we're New England have Patriots. 37 draft picks by the end of this. So we've got <laughs> the Patriots. This is the tone I'm taking. Can you, can you tell? <laughs> so they would be sending us 23 in the. And they 20, would. Be, 23 yeah. and what else? 125. We get a fourth round pick. And the Broncos would be sending uh, 22. If you say another pick, I was super confused. And another pick. Our fifth round this pick. Is, I thought signing Nick Vanette was a head-scratcher. This Aaron, version of Aaron. John Elway. He's been drinking from that red cup that he spits his skull into. Aaron, can we sidebar for a second? Yeah. Fuck this kid. He's not coming back. No, never. Fucking never. No. no more kids. No more no. Twitch kids. No. This is this is I like this I've long suspected. Uh like the wild children that have to live on the Isle of Man in Children of Men. I think this is what the new generation is. Millennials are all gonna die soon because our children will eat us. <laughs> this is I this is the problem with, with pandemics. The the real problem is that the children start taking over Reddit. Because they don't have to be in school or do their studies. I just want a grilled cheese sandwich, man. Dude, I hear my wife rustling about in the kitchen. Say I, hi I can for hear me. the food being prepared. Just say it's hi so for me. <laughs> All right, sidebar concluded. What are we okay. fucking sending, Pine? <laughs> so we're just sending the pick right above them and we're sending a. Say it again. God damn it, say it again. <laughs> we're sending 22 and 181. Nope. Nope. They don't want it. <laughs> okay, I guess they can miss out on Jordan Love. That's okay. We're selecting Justin. What is he doing? What what's happening? See uh, so the Patriots are aren't don't want to function with us. So we're just gonna select Justin Jefferson, wide receiver. I have to scroll so far down to get that. Okay. The twenty second pick. The twenty second pick. The Broncos select. Justin Jefferson. I hope you, you fucking listeners didn't expect more. Because I'm not, unless Pine just wants to like rattle off these last... Yeah, I'm going to rattle these ones off real quick. I'm going to start... Uh, this is the tempo you go at. Yeah. Go. Okay, so 23 New England Patriots select Jordan Love QB. They don't have a successor for Brady. They need a successor for Brady. I'm sorry, Jade. Jared Sidham isn't it. Go. I, I already said Jordan Love. <laughs> There's more teams. Okay, 24, uh, New Orleans Saints, they're, they're selecting... It's between uh, Kenneth Murray and Patrick Queen for them. I think ultimately they go with Kenneth Murray. He's a more fit for them. That's an uh, absurd amount of words you're using to say it. 25 Minnesota Vikings, uh, they're, get, they're getting their... their uh, what's it called? Replacement for the uh, Stephon Diggs. They are going to select Denzel Mims, wide receiver Baylor. I am so sorry, Joe. 
Uh, so many, you're, you're using so many words just to say a team's name. And 26 Miami Dolphins, best player available. It doesn't that ne necessarily fit uh, Philippic. They're going Clavon Ch uh, Chase on. 27 Seattle Seahawks. They're going to ultimately go with Yeter Gross Matos, uh, edge rusher from Penn State. Did you slow what? down? <laughs> 28 Baltimore uh, Ravens. They're going Patrick Queen, linebacker LSU. 29 Tennessee Titans. They're going to go with Austin Dude, Jackson, OT, USC. Here. Offensive tackle from the uh, USC. 30 Green Bay Packers. Um, again, big brain ahead of us. They're all. They're going Jalen Rieger, wide receiver t uh, TCU. 31 San Francisco 49ers. They're trading down with the Denver Broncos for the 46 overall pick and 83 overall pick. And the Denver Broncos move back into the first round pick for Jeff Blatney. Oh, now Uppercut's happy. I'm on the other side of the room. <laughs> 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 and uh, Chiefs at 32 take. And the Chiefs at 32, they take uh, Jalen Johnson, cornerback Utah. All right. I rage kicked myself out of the chair and then crab walked to the other corner. Okay, so that that is my mock for right now. Justin Jefferson. Dude. That's so much work to just get to Justin Jefferson. Oh, man. Look, I, I'm i sorry because we, we gave you a lot of shit through that. Uh, you actually, you, you clearly put a lot of research into your mock draft. Uh, but we don't put a lot care. of effort into it. Yeah, the thing is, Uppercut and I... <laughs> It's kind of the antithesis of what we do. <laughs> we wanted to bring on the whole conceit of this. Bring mm. on the unwashed masses to come and have a nice chat. Mm -hmm. And you come in with your quasi-professionalism <laughs> and go like, I want to talk at length about topics I'm well-informed on. <laughs> I, all I want to do is parlay this into a singing career. <laughs> And okay. you fucking come and spend two hours explaining to me that the Broncos are going to take Justin Jefferson in the 20s. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's basically it. Uppercut, this is the risk we run with, um, with giving the people a platform. The people are pigs. They're pig people. And this Pine is Dog is among them. Apparently not. Apparently, he is the one casting sweet pearls to us swine. And those sweet, sweet pearls are Justin Jefferson and Jeff Gladney. Yes, he has, he has dipped his stupid pearls into my little, slightly open lip and said, Justin. And I go, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess the Broncos... In this draft, they have achieved getting fucked over by the Philadelphia Eagles and then turning around and the Patriots. So that is the real victory here. You know what's the real victory? Is that the amount of swearing and, and, and just nonsense I've, I've conducted myself with across this means that you can't cut this into any usable thing in any kind of portfolio. <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't listenable. <laughs> yeah. But Justin Jefferson, wide receiver LSU. Sorry, uh, sorry, Joe Rolls, that it wasn't Denzel. I liked my mocks more. I did too. Thank you. I mean, like, in terms of time, I want to spend thinking about a mock. It won. <laughs> uh, I, I, I do, I do appreciate the effort though, Pine. Like, I'll, I'll 
ridiculousness of how this just played out aside, it's admirable to me that you put that much into it. Because I stated several times that in my mocks, I didn't want to put in the effort for 31 other teams. Yeah. I didn't do one. Um, yeah, I, I was going to let you speak for yourself on that. So so quickly, I guess, running, running down the... Uh, oh, we're, we're, wrap it, we're wrapping it up. Yeah, you yeah. don't get more. Feel, you don't get more. Yeah, feel feel that that vibe. That's it. I just, I just, I, <laughs> uh, uppercut. I, I just want to compare this to last week, um, <laughs> when we were uh, blessed with having Cody Rourke join us. Oh, this ain't coming out till Friday. <laughs> this is this is like a plague project. <laughs> Whatever I had on the docket, which was nothing, <laughs> beautiful, it's been pushed back. serene, nothing. Yeah. Has now become Justin Jefferson at twenty two. It is. It has become three hours of of content that I have to tr- grog myself through to I, hear I again you... that Justin Jefferson is the pick. I I want you to do me a favor and title this episode Justin Jefferson at twenty two. <laughs> I don't like. And I'm, then I'm I'm, I'm going so to take it upon angry. myself. I am going to record. Just a just a little little uh, preamble for this episode, and I'll send it to you. And it will say, "Dear listener, it's Justin Jefferson at 22." You know what? I'm the I'm I'm the kind of asshole who would lie to somebody and say it's worth it. <laughs> you know, I, I, I would I would like nothing would make me happier than knowing like four or five different redditors listened to this and got to the end <laughs> you see if i was in charge of naming this i would call this a six two people who are mined for safety i didn't even come through man <laughs> here it i'm gonna even... i'm gonna type what did he say let's all read it together in unison what are you typing <laughs> <laughs> that's the title <laughs> There it is, because that's what we heard. Oh my god, we got we got shitty wizarded into. Th- it's not. It's been like two and a half hours. We got shitty wizard into Justin Jefferson. Shitty isn't even a quality. It's the personality. That's what I would title it. Hoodwinks. This wasn't a hoodwink. This was a hostage. <laughs> I've held you like, and R slash Denver Broncos hostage. I'm 15 minutes away from submitting myself to you, um, what was it, Stockholm style. <laughs> Justin Jefferson at 22, I don't know what else to say. I mean, you could have said that at the beginning. Now, I do need to know, was that the plan? Um, when did, did it we become Justin you? Jefferson? Okay, so, actually, I've been, I've been kind of, like, dicing over over the smock style, and you can would uh the second and third would be which is Ezra Cleave and Raquan Davis and Troy Dye. How I'm how I was viewing that is yeah, as much as it physically pains me fifteen, this draft really has a sweet spot, which is the first hundred picks. And the Broncos would be wise if we miss on those on those top three players that we do need to look at acquiring picks for in that range. So trading down with Minnesota and acquiring that extra second flexibility to um to move around later in the draft, which we do in this case trading up for Jeff Gladney. So I kind of view the trade down with Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson, yeah, he's he definitely had one of the better combines for the receivers, so I think he definitely would be able to be that like top talent for us. Yeah, there it is. 
I'm so mad. <laughs> like, how do we get into Justin Jefferson at 22? I, we were guinea pigs the whole time. <laughs> it wasn't even a hoodwink. It was like a railroading. <laughs> this is that the, the trolley problem where Aaron and I were on one part of the track and nobody was on the other one. And you weren't like, yeah, fuck those two. <laughs> the moral choice was to hit him with a train. Yeah. And that train was Justin Jefferson at 22. It was. I don't even want Jeff Gladney anymore. <laughs> Not if this was the cost. Aaron, what do we do if this happens on draft night? I be we have to do the salt and pepper push it song. <laughs> we just have to be there for each other and pray to God. <laughs> I'm gonna pray. If you, if you think there's a God left after this, <laughs> what I you am guys going, have to do is you have I'm to deal to with pray. me. <laughs> I'm gonna pray that if this happens, at least Tyler Biadish goes in the top 100 so that I don't have to rap for you. Oh yeah, and I forgot to mention the 118th uh, pick in the NFL dra uh, draft. Tyler Biadish. Shut up. Just shut up. <laughs> shut up. It's over. It's done. I'm done. Everybody, stay inside. Wash your hands. If you have elderly relatives, offer to get their groceries for them, unless you're at high risk, and stay inside. Yeah. Do that. Be good to people. Be better to people at risk. Um, help us name this, because I am now on Aaron's side with this needs a better name. Uh Here's, it only took here's, you six weeks. He came around on that. Here's my, here's my, I'm not, I'm not coming down from this level. Here's my thing I want to do. I want to, I want to engage or instruct Aaron to, to consume media that he otherwise wouldn't. And we will convene and, and briefly on it just to, just to get more personal lifey in this thing. Does that sound something like you could do, especially with this potential free time you have now? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, would you no, be willing? I, I, I would you to, be willing to watch two episodes of a TV show? Uh, sure. In case you want to watch more, but two episodes I feel is sufficient. I don't know why you're sounding angry at me now. <laughs> I'm angry in general. <laughs> Justin. Okay, what's what's Netflix the show? What's the show? Um, on Netflix, you have Netflix. Yep. Uh, the German television show Dark. 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 -A -R -K. It's German. Um, the, the subtitles are always going to be superior to a, a live-action dub, uh, so I would suggest subtitles. I think it needs two episodes to really get going. It is, uh, at least the first season, I think is one of the best uh, medias I've ever consumed. What's it about? I feel like... Better just to uh, I, I feel experience like the, it? Yeah, the, the joy and discovery of this show is a big aspect of it. Uh, okay. Unlike other things where I do think you can plot aspects i do think that this one is if you let it naturally flow to you and you start to suss out what's going on there is a there's a, a nice feeling while while consuming okay all right i'll try it out yeah and thanks for having me on this do okay i'm coming down a little bit i do appreciate you coming on S spilling shitty wizard wisdom <laughs> everywhere but like totally fuck you <laughs> like 100 percent fuck you um kind of I, I don't know if i'm way. totally rooting for the plague but it isn't like cut and dry anymore yeah and i'll probably be doing a write-up about this mock so you'll get to enjoy it in more in-depth justin jefferson at 22
You know what? I don't regret skimming over your recent article. No. Dude, his his articles are really concise. Fuck. Me. 